93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Tuesday, December 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A vigil was held Monday night outside the home of 24-year-old uh, Iris Williams, who was shot and killed with her, while her five-day-old daughter slept just feet away. On Friday morning, police say Williams' boyfriend, Tyrese Lynch, shot her in the head after an argument. 32-year-old Lynch turned himself into police on Monday. This isn't the first time the couple's relationship turned violent. Police say Lynch was arrested about a year ago for assaulting Williams, but charges were dropped when officials say she didn't appear in court. Neighbors reported hearing yelling between the two in the weeks leading up to the murder. The mother of three had just given birth just days before and that baby girl is now staying with an aunt. Investigators said that there were signs of struggles inside the home. Furniture was overturned, but the baby was not injured. A federal report released Monday states a half a million people across the United States are homeless. The report found two-thirds of Americans homeless are in shelters while the rest are living on the street. Homelessness stayed mostly flat from 2017 to 2018, only up 0.3 percent. Notably, fewer veterans and families with children were homeless. Philadelphia had the 13th largest homeless population this year. Uh, There were an estimated 5,788 homeless people in this year's count, up 1.7 percent over last year. Uh, Of that nearly 6,000 people, 1,083 of them were said to be living on the streets. Now, city officials contend that Philadelphia has the smallest homeless population among large cities. Philadelphia Eagles linebacker Nigel Bradham took a group of kids on a shopping spree Monday night. Four families got an early Christmas on the day after the Eagles win on Sunday night. And even better, the tab was picked up by Eagles linebacker linebacker Nigel Bradham. That's so cool. The families were selected from Northern Children's Services, an adoption agency. One woman was there with her six grandchildren and said that Bradham is a great example of investing in children. If we start giving back to these children, giving them a reason to look up, maybe these children won't have a reason to go out and do things that they do harming and taking each other's lives, she said. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are young. The Sixers lost to the Spurs last night in San Antonio, 123-96. to J.J. Redick and Ben Simmons each had 16 points to lead the Sixers on the second night of a back-to-back. Joel Embiid was limited to 13 points on 6-for-17 shooting and finished with 11 rebounds in the loss. The Sixers are back home tomorrow night to host the New York Knicks. The Flyers have officially fired coach Dave Haxtall. Scott wow. Gordon, the coach of the Phantoms, will serve as interim head coach. Haxtall was, uh, who was... In his fourth year with the team, in the fifth NH- is the fifth NHL coach to be fired already this season. This comes after there were no head coach dismissals during all of last season, a first since the original wow. six expansion. As of yesterday, the Flyers have the worst record in the Eastern Conference and are on a four-game losing streak during which they've been outscored 22-8. to In other team news, the Flyers have recalled goalie Carter Hart from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and have reassigned Alex L- uh, Lyon to Lehigh Valley. Also, they've uh, placed Anthony 
Stolarz on the injured reserve. Hart will be available for tonight's game against the Detroit Red Wings and will wear number 79. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. In Monday Night Football, the New Orleans Saints beat up on the Carolina Panthers 12-9 to take a big step toward locking up the home field advantage for the NFC playoffs. The Saints defense, which has been among the best in the league the last six weeks, held Panthers quarterback Cam Newton to 131 yards passing, sacked him four times, and forced two turnovers. And the Eagles are still the Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to a Tuesday morning with the Preston and Steve show. We are going to have our friends from Yards Brewing stopping in today, and uh, they're bringing by some goodies to give away. So I'll have your opportunity to win some stuff. We'll let you know when that's starts happening. Uh, we also have a Tattoos Day today, and we have listener Roland, who is coming in uh, to get some ink, and we'll bring you up to speed on the progress of that through the course of the morning. We are down to 25 slots left for the Christmas Miracle broadcast Dear God. on Thursday. Now, that's it's critical. we have here on the show. Now, tonight, Marissa will have 10 uh, sets of passes to give away, and she'll be at Blue Cross River Brink from 8 to 10. It is the last of the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater pre-party that's taking place. And if you uh, if you pop out there and see her tonight, you'll have a chance to possibly end up in the audience with us Thursday morning at Parks Casino. And will, will she have sweaters with her tonight? Do we know? I, there's nothing about sweaters. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I know Marissa, there's one event that had sweaters. Yeah, I think I'm getting ugly sweaters, and then we're going to host like a little uh, trivia challenge. Nice. To win those tickets. All right, so make sure you stop by and see her at the River Rink tonight. Uh, you know what? So let's take callers. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do callers 15, 16, and 17 uh-huh. right now at 215-263-WMMR. So 15, 16, and 17. If you are available... Thursday morning, then call right now. You have to be at least 21. You can bring a friend as well, but only you will be eligible in a contestant's row. That doesn't mean your friend won't win something. We have some other ways for people to win while they are there at the event. And we're doing it in the new uh, location, the Excite Center, which we've never done it before. So this is uh, you know, a little trial and error will be taking place, but uh, we want you to join us for that event. We'll have more chances to win coming up during the course of today's show, so make sure that you're with us. We'll take a break, come back in a second, give some other stuff away with a stupid question, entertainment report, and more when we get back. So hang in there with us this morning. We'd love to have you on board. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Up on the Slopes with Pierre Jackson is January 4th. Tickets are available now at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Free shipping both ways, making return and exchanges easy. Visit him online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, gang, this holiday season, your special someone is going to unwrap and unwind if you get him a gift card from Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. And there's a special offer. You can save $10 on spa gift cards at regular pricing. Or you can buy a holiday spa package and you get a free massage or facial gift card with that. Go to handandstone.com today for all the information. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do the stupid question this morning. And we are going to give away this morning a pair of tickets to see John Oliver December 31st at the Met. Question that I have for you has to do with the movie Home Alone 2, mm. Lost in New York. What is the actual name of the character played by Tim Curry in that movie? Oh, geez. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. In Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, what is the actual name of the character played by Tim Curry? 
215263-WMMR. Call right now. Some big, big birthdays uh, today on December 18th and a milestone birthday for the top one on this list. It's Keith Richards' birthday today, oh, wow. and Keith Richards is 75 wow. years old. Wow. Nobody thought he would make it to 30 years old. I know, since he, he passed away about, what, 15 years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that, but, but he's still he, going strong he goes for, great. for a dead guy. Energetic. No, he, uh, everybody expect he topped the Deadpool list for years. I have no some, doubt. Of somebody who was going to die within that calendar year. Honestly, I remember seeing that uh, the Chuck Berry documentary that he did. Yeah. And, and uh, I thought, this guy's got maybe a year in him. And that was Chuck the, Berry looked better. That was probably the late 80s, early yeah, 90s, yeah. something along those lines. But yeah, man, he's, he's still, He must have that, what do they call it? The, uh, was it Mickey the Mantle? Mickey Mantle gene. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he must have him and Ozzy <laughs> and Mickey Mantle. They can beat themselves up like nobody's business and uh, just keep moving forward. Exactly, and He's just—he's a legend, man. He has been uh, the man behind some of the greatest <laughs> rock songs of all time. You know what? I've come to appreciate him more uh, and more over the years. Uh, when you start to realize what he wrote and what he wrote the most of, and then some of my favorite Stone songs are his. Yeah. You know, I think this song—it was either this song or Satisfaction that he—he uh, was up drunk playing. He, he was rolling tape on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Satisfaction. Out. It was satisfaction. Yeah, satisfaction. Like, and he wakes up in the morning. The tape had, was all on on one reel, which means it ran all the way through. And he backed it up and listened to it. He not didn't remember a freaking thing. And there was satisfaction. There's a one hit. of the greatest riffs of all, all time. time. <laughs> I remember. Um, it was there was a uh, gosh. It was um, like MTV, like uh, it, almost like a commercial, like a promo. Right. Uh, him in like black and white. and it was in, on the real world for a season. No, 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 no but him telling <laughs> that story about how he had woken up after a heavy night of drinking. And, and and he And I think when he was telling the story, he had the guitar in his hand. And he goes, and so when I played the tape back, I heard this. And he, and he played that. Bam, 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 bam. No, that's great. <laughs> well, that you can go to sleep and wake up to a hit. Yeah, happy t- uh, 75th. To the one and only Mr. Keith Richards. And that show's almost sold out for next summer. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, June 4th oh, at geez. the link. Yeah. Nick. And, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get tickets. Ticket prices. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Nick. If you win tickets to the Christmas Miracle, oh, yeah. oh, you never know. It's All possible. Right. That's probably my best bet. Yeah. All right. Uh, other. It is, like I said, big, big birthday today. Not just Keith Richards' birthday today, but uh, Brad Pitt's birthday is today. Wow. And he is 55 years old, so 20 years younger than Keith Richards on the day. I, I, I'm I'm actually happy that there are signs of aging showing up on Brad Pitt. <laughs> it gives me comfort, but uh, still a, a great-looking guy. I like him. I like him in a lot of movies. I think he's a really solid actor. Uh, for the first time a couple of weeks ago, I just happened to be up in the morning, and I had never watched it, but Curious Case of Benjamin Button was on. Yeah. And I watch it. It's an odd little movie, but uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And, and I don't get distracted by Brad Pitt and his stunning good looks. He's, no. a, he's a great actor. You, you know what he's... Glorious Bastards. He's great. He's really good. You know what he's really good in as well? And uh, um, um, it's it, he was he was here promoting it, uh, World War Z. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. crushed the cheesesteak down here, didn't he? Yeah, he did, man. That's he right. crushed the cheesesteak. <laughs> he's 55 today. Uh, it's also Steven Spielberg's birthday today. Well, what can you say? I told you there were some biggies today, What man. can you say? What that... music should I use for him? Uh, to go with Jaws. Jaws? Okay. Jaws. One okay. of his breakout roles. Uh, yeah. The uh, breakout movies, his first big blockbuster, um, 
But uh, yeah, that HBO series on Spielberg was excellent. Yeah, there's so much material, and it's a it's a long and deservingly so uh, documentary about him. Uh, listen, I love his style. There is a, there is a in War of the Worlds. There is a sequence that is shot by him that just blows me away every single time I see it. And it's it's really right like kind of in the beginning where. The, the crap hits the fan, and it's okay. just one static shot of Tom Cruise running, and it's in the car and out of the car. Yeah. And, you know, do you it's know a, what I'm talking about? It's a great about? scene. You're right. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and uh, everything's blowing up around him, but they keep it on Cruise the whole time, and he's escaping in the minivan and running. It's a great scene. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you know, Nick Murphy points out he has uh, – everybody has, a, um, I guess, some weaknesses, and at the end of Ready Player One – uh, just people show up with these Artemis signs out of yeah, nowhere. It's yeah. like, ah, There's some cheeseball yeah. moments in yeah. that movie. I, you know what? It'd be interesting to to rank your 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 least favorite to favorite uh-huh. uh, amongst his because there's so many things, and even amongst your least favorite, they're still going to be pretty great. Look, you know? you're, you're always seeing. Uh, I go back to a movie called a made for TV movie that he did called Duel, which yeah. is a phenomenal movie. It's basically. Jo- Jaws, but instead of a shark, it's an, an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, uh, and it's it's really good. His capability. When I remember seeing when Schindler's List came out, I remember you know just crying initially at the return of a great filmmaker after some very light and fluffy stuff that sort of missed the mark, like Hook. Yeah, you know uh, things like that. They're okay, but they People weren't enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah, that. I love Hook. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't but, you put down Hook. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, it's it not the same as Schindler's List. Though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah. You, you can understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. right. But it's two different audiences, right? So, yeah. Like, should, like the the people that were into Hook, like you know, me and you, Nick, we were kids. Hades. <laughs> um, but there, do you, Steve? I don't know. You would know more uh, about this, but does. Does he have a hand in the editing as well? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah we got, yeah. Yeah, he's massive, massively into the editing. He has his, his uh, set editor that he's used for a long time. Uh, and, um, yeah, post-production and, and pre-production and everything. He's, he's a consummate filmmaker. Yep, 72 years old today. Katie Holmes, and it's the big 4-0 for her today. So oh. she's 40 years love old. You. Yeah, love Dawson. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. That's where she got started. Um, now with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, it's a word. Yes. Uh, and she only has the one kid with Tom Cruise. That's it, right? Yeah. Siri. 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 is. Siri. Uh, I don't know how old she is now. But uh, She's like uh, 10? 12? 10 yeah, or 12, yeah. something like that. Uh, no, she is around my daughter's age. So I want to say she's, I think she's older. So she's 13. Okay. She's uh, not 12. She's 13. 40 years old, uh, Katie Holmes today. Happy birthday. It's also uh, Christina Aguilera's birthday today. Mm. Talented. Uh, yeah, she's uh, 38. And last I remember seeing her was on The Voice. The I Voice. Guess. That was, yeah. What was, what's the, uh, God, it's my guilty pleasure movie, The Chair. Oh. Burlesque. Burlesque. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Is she in that? Yeah, it's okay. staggeringly hor- horrible, but it's great. All right. I mean, and Cher literally looks like an animatronic version of Cher. <laughs> you know who's hot? Preston, Kristen Bell is wearing a black wig throughout the uh, burlesque. Kristen, Kristen Wiig's Bell. in that, too? Oh, yeah, Kristen, that's her right there. Yeah, Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell, not Kristen yeah. Wiig. Oh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen, Kristen Bell is wearing a wig. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, happy birthday to uh, Christina Aguilera. She's 38 today. Ray Liotta also has his birthday. All right. uh, Ray doing his chantic uh, smoking commercials. And, and we who do we have in here? What was the comedian who's worked with him? Uh, uh, and I asked, 
Does he wear eyeliner? Because it looks like he's always wearing eyeliner. Oh, yeah, he's right. I think he's got permanent. I think he's got you think tattooed, tattooed eyeliner. On? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, um, there's a new commercial. It's uh, it, Obviously, it's from the same day of filming that they did. For Chia Ray Liotta? No, no. It, it's for Shantix. I, I'm just, he has had like some major, major work done or Botox or all of that stuff. I see a little bit of it in his face, yeah. The not second, major, major, but the, anyway. The, well, maybe he's not. He's had enough. Okay. Uh, maybe it's tell. just Botox or whatever. Like I don't really know, but it's you can you can tell the Botox because his forehead doesn't move at all from okay. from the eyebrows up. Like there's there is zero movement, and he looks. Um, all, it almost looks like he's in that the Lazy Town uh, kids uh, show. <laughs> Robbie Rotten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Hey, he's an aging actor, and these these guys they, they got to stay competitive. They, they got to stay competitive, and it, it gets to them. And, and as long as you don't go, you know, Lisa Renna crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. You can get away with some of it. Stevie was uh, Dov Davidoff. That's Dom it. Davidoff. Yes. Yeah. yeah Dov Davidoff. He's and, on the uh, Shades of Blue with uh, Leota. That's it. The the uh, the series is just actually canceled. It's the one with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Steve and I saw him in a uh, in, in a stairwell over at NBC Ten one day. Really, yes, we did. Yeah, we were walking upstairs. He was walking downstairs. We were like, "Hey, hey, hey that's hey, it, purple shirt day." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, sixty four today. Wow. Was and- that comment about like the, having to keep up with uh, the other actors? Are you saying that I should get Botox? Is that I think I, yeah, <laughs> really, really I was pointing that directly oh, right, at you. Right. Yes. I was just wondering. I knew we're, we're tired. I knew of, we're tired of hearing the what is what's happening with Kathy. Well, I think you should just go down to four lines on your forehead. Oh, so oh, if man. I go, I'm getting rid of all of them. They're all going. If I go, <laughs> if I go, I'm going down. And then the last birthday is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, <laughs> he's 54 years old today. First time I saw the a uh, the it was it Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and it was Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, at the height of his popularity. Man, the guy was on top of the world. And you I, know. What, I, what I liked about him is his his shtick was pretty simple. His shtick was simple. He, he didn't. He didn't Crowd do, loved him. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do a lot of big theatrics. He was just yeah. a badass, and that's all there is to it. So happy fifty four to him. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to our super question this morning in the movie Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Um, Brenda, or no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> there's there's two different questions. <laughs> All right, in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, what is the actual name of the character played by Tim Curry? And it's not Brenda, okay? <laughs> Let me go to... Why did you cast me as Brenda? Let me go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Gazooks. Gazooks. Kevin, what is the name of Tim uh, Tim uh, Curry's character? God damn. I believe it's Mr. Hector. Mr. Hector, yeah. <laughs> the other question... Yes. Was Brenda Fricker's character, the pigeon woman... Is based on what character in the film Mary Poppins? Uh, is it Dick Van Dyke? No, it's the old bird woman. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a stupid question. Yeah. Okay, so Kevin got it right, and we're going to give him a pair of tickets to see John Oliver on December 31st, 10 p.m. at the Met. Some tickets remain at themetphilly.com. So we're going to start with Woody Allen, a model and actress named uh, Bobby Christina. Uh, is sharing her alleged story of an affair with Woody that began when she was 16 and included threesomes with him and his then-partner, Mia Farrow. So, when I saw this story, Preston, a movie came to mind, the movie Manhattan. Yeah, it's mentioned by a yes. few people in, in social media comments. In which he is involved. The movie, at that time, is a major release, critical favorite. It's him in his 40s, mid-40s, dating uh, Mariel Hemingway, who's 16 in the movie. Uh, the now 59-year-old tells the Hollywood Reporter that she caught the then 41-year-old's attention in October 1976 at Watering Hole Elaine's on the Upper East Side. 
After meeting, they became intimate a few weeks later. She says, I was a pleaser, agreeable, knowing he was a director. I didn't argue. I was coming from a place of devotion, she says. Her brother Mike recalls Alan calling their parents home in New Jersey. He said, I'd holler out, hey, Bobby, it's Woody. And my brain didn't think of something romantic. I was 11 or 12 and a huge fan. I mean, bananas. Uh, There were times, she said, the three of us were together, meaning him and Mia. Mm. And it was actually great fun. We enjoyed each other when we were in the moment. She was beautiful and sweet. He was charming and alluring. And I was sexy and becoming more and more sophisticated in this game. She says, while we were together, the whole thing was a game that was being operated solely by Woody. So we never quite knew where we stood. I used to think this was a form of mother-father with the two of them. To me, that whole relationship was very Freudian. How I admired them. How he'd already broken me in. How I let that be all right. Uh, So... I don't know what more she's saying about this. And she, I, she says she actually fondly looks back on it as a form. And it, the way she's talking is like the Mariel Hemingway character in Manhattan. Really? Very prep school, very self-aware. Uh, this is must be where that was taken from. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, and but listen. The la- there, there are a scant few people that make me start to uh, vomit in my mouth thinking about having sex. Woody Allen's in that list. Yeah. Yep. So she's telling her story, and, uh, you know, obviously people are commenting on that in social media. Uh, we'll go move over to the uh, the royal family. Yes. Uh, Can't get enough of the royals. Oh, you're going to love this. Meghan Markle's estranged father, Thomas, is pulling out all the stops in the bid to get her to let him back into her life. The 74-year-old appeared on ITV's Good Morning Britain on Monday explaining that he wanted to patch the rift between himself and the 37-year-old Duchess, and they haven't spoken since the night before her May wedding to Prince Harry, and he claims he's texted her every day since, in addition to writing letters and giving interviews pleading his case. He says he hasn't even received a Christmas card from Meghan. No! And he made a pitch via the interview to the Queen. He says... (laughs) I would appreciate anything that she could do, meaning the queen. I would think that she would want to resolve family problems. Cut to a shot of the queen sitting at a kitchen table with her hair up and curlers and the TV. Oh, dear God. (laughs) He said all families, royal or otherwise, are the same, and they should all be together. No, they're not. Certainly around the holidays. Uh, Thomas says he truly hopes that the pregnant Megan will allow him to see his grandson. He says that would be very nice, and I look forward to that happening. I'm hopeful. I think it should happen. Well, the, the funny thing is, is in this interview, Preston, he says he's hasn't he's hasn't communicated or or done, he's laid low for six months. That's a patent lie. Yeah. He said, uh, I think she'll uh, make a great mom and maybe things will soften a little bit and we'll connect again. Daddy! There has to be a place for me. I'm her father and I will be the grandfather to the children. So all I can say is that I'm here. She knows it. I've reached out to her and I need her to reach back to me. I love her very much. Why does he put on a raincoat, hold a boombox over his head and stand out in front of Buckingham Palace? (laughs) You can do that. Meanwhile, Harry has opted out of a traditional annual pheasant hunt in deference to Meghan's love of animals. The Daily Mail. <laughs> we'll try it one more time. Harry! <laughs> That's him. What scene is that from? When they're when they're, they're by the, the the lake and he's uh, he's he's uh, he says my hands are so cold and he goes my hands are sweating I'm wearing two sets of gloves you had two you sets had two sets of gloves all time and then he starts choking him and Jim Carrey is being choked he goes Harry your hands are freezing Harry. <laughs> It's one of the funniest scenes in the movie. 
Uh, so anyhow, he has opted out of the traditional annual pheasant hunt in deference to Megan's love of animals. <laughs> Sources tell the paper <laughs> that uh, this latest development will only deepen the alleged rift between Harry and his brother William. Uh-oh. The source says William sees this as another concerning example of his brother being pulled away from his family by his new wife. And William just spent a wonderful weekend on the annual cat hunt. Uh, the insider said uh, <laughs> Harry's always loved hunting and it has provided them with a great chance to bond as brothers. So It's like to me listen um, they can do other stuff. Can't they do uh, uh, indoor skydiving Preston? Yeah. It's a blast. Yeah. It's a great I mean, time. There's other ways for brothers to bond, right? Yeah, yeah but they've done it since they were kids together. Yeah. So, and it is know. kind of a tradition in the day. And they, yeah. they, I no. assume they, they, they cultivate the uh, the. There's the only food. one way to bond, Steve, over killing birds. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. only one Bird way. Yeah. No, they make sure they, they serve up the animals. That would be. And then they blow them up. That would be not uh, <laughs> very favorable uh, for the royal family. Right, yeah. They would just go out and just, kill and leave them. They just throw in the garbage. <laughs> Listen, I've got a bizarre file story yeah. coming up later on of a guy uh, killing all these deer, and we we'll just keep the heads and leave the bodies to rot. Really? And, oh, it's hundreds. horrible. It's crazy. horrible. It's stupid. Uh, but anyway, I don't. I don't think they. You would keep do that. the ass. <laughs> Save the ass. Save the ass. Sake. It's funny. All right. So on a more serious note, Pete Davidson refused to see Ariana Grande when he showed up at uh, Thirty Rock after seeing him post a suicidal note on Instagram. We all know the story of that. Yeah. Sources tell the site that Davidson told security to refuse entry to his former fiance. Mm. Now on Saturday he. Uh, That's uh, wild because she's hosted the show. He appeared on the show briefly to introduce Miley Cyrus and in a pre-taped uh, skit. And while on set, he reportedly refused to. Leave his dressing room during rehearsals. After the show wrapped, though, he and Machine Gun Kelly were seen leaving Rockefeller Plaza together. They were in a, an SUV. I'm glad. I'm glad he left with Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, dear God. And I looked this. Yeah. Oh, no, so, anyhow. Um, yeah, this is another one who, if the career fails, he'll be ahead I of HR. I think I would be an asset <laughs> to... Your accounting department. That's right. I'm uh, sorry, I was reading your face. Yeah, yeah. All right, so he's a face tattoo no, guy. No, no, he's, he's not. He his, just has that look. His entire body, yeah, yeah. E- everywhere but his face. And listen, I'm not against tattoos no, no, no. at all. But he makes faces like this. Case. Oh, stop. yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, so oh, whatever. Anyhow, I make faces like that too. <laughs> so uh, Kelly, yeah, here you go. There's, right there. Uh, okay. Uh, Kelly was among the crowd of celebs on social media sending out shoutouts to the troubled star. So listen, he wants to help the guy out, which is cool. Yes. On Monday, Kelly responded to a fan who questioned. I want wh- you to read something on my back. Why he flew to New York, tweeting, "I absolutely got on that flight to come hold my boy down, my boy. Oh, nice. Otherwise, I would have stayed in the studio until today." So he did. Now, on that, Lauren Michaels is reportedly sending Pete Davidson to treatment. A uh, source close to the SNL creator said in a statement to the decision, he said the decision was taken to give Pete a break on Saturday night. His sketches were dropped before the early evening rehearsals. Lauren has pledged to help all he can, including sending Pete to get help. Everyone on the cast is hugely protective of him, and we're obviously upset, particularly Colin Jost and Michael Che on Weekend Update. So the word is is that uh, Lauren Michaels is very paternal for uh, to Pete Davidson. Yeah. He, really, he really likes the, the guy. I really like the and, guy. And, and so do I. So- and, and the guy's been dealt some tough... I, it, listen, as a kid... He lost his dad in the 9 That was a firefighter, no. you know, and, and uh, that's got to traumatize the living hell out of you. Sure. So, um, yeah, and he's, he's, he deals with issues. 
I'd like to see him come through. But that was anyone who had read that Instagram post would have said, this guy's seconds away from taking his life. Yeah. You would hope that somebody like that would be able to see how the world is their oyster. You think they would, but and it's a different mindset, right? I know. Yeah. I know. I know. It doesn't we're, matter we're, how much you have. I and, mean. But for us, it's so hard to understand when you see that outpouring of love, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. People coming to your aid. But it, and, and then, I, from what I understand, I was reading a description of it. Then those people who are suffering it think... I'm making everyone worry. Right. And I mean, I'm, I'm even worse now because I'm making everyone worry. And that compounds the right, thing. Right, right. Yeah. I would say, hey, listen, I mean, the you know the fame and the, and the money aside, you have a giant penis, bud. You That's know? the word. <laughs> That's the word. So, like, if we can carry on. Right. Why not? Uh, it's currently unclear where the SNL cast member will be staying for treatment. The gossip site reports that Davidson hasn't made plans to take much time off and could return to the set shortly after the new year. So we shall see. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is opening up about her struggles with mental health. On Monday's episode of her Facebook Watch series, Red Table Talk, uh, the 47-year-old opens up. With her mother, Adrienne Benfield-Jones, her 18-year-old daughter, Willow, and her guest, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. Is it Cudi? Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Uh, I think he's a DJ, right? Okay. Uh, on Could her, you check, Nick? On her suicidal thoughts, which seemed to crest as she began to achieve critical success. Uh, says Jada of the breakdown that happened when she was 20. I had an emotional breakdown that definitely I felt like affected my mental stability. I became extremely suicidal. I had a complete emotional collapse. When you just don't have control over your emotions, your thoughts, you feel completely and utterly out of control. So does Jada Pink, Jada Pinkett Smith, Kathy, she's had some work, right? Take a look at her. You know what? I, I mean, I don't know. I, she's not somebody. I, I think they all have, but she's not somebody I would look at. Look at the mom. She's the not mom like Ray Liotta. Look, that's the mom. The mom looks like she's 30. Oh, yeah. Her mother? Yeah. 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 Well, we laughed about that before. Yeah. Uh, Jada says she moved to L.A. and found success with uh, counterintuitively, uh, which counterintuitively made her depression worse. She said, they put me on Prozac, and I was like five milligrams, but once it disrupted disrupted my sex drive, I said, look, that's the one thing I have in my life. And she said, and that thing, uh, that's what got me off Prozac. Uh, they put me on it just so I could get to a place where I could talk about what was happening, where I could function. So she had been, I guess, in a relationship with Tupac Shakur. Mm-hmm. And uh, then her world came crashing down when he got killed. She said I was severely depressed, and that was something I battled for years. Uh, waking up in the morning was the worst part of my day, she said. That sucks. Wow. Uh, she admits that turning to drinking and drugs at a certain point to combat depression is uh, an anxiety. Uh, and she said I was doing ecstasy because I wanted a party. Oh, that's I doing, terrible. I was doing have... ecstasy, weed, and a bottle of Cavassier. If you have any... Um... Uh, inclination towards depression, anxiety, uh, any of those things on the spectrum, ecstasy is probably the worst drug you can take. Really? Yeah, because it, it can mess with your brain chemistry okay. and make those uh, those conditions much worse. It just completely depletes your serotonin. And it's wild, case. Okay, so th- those, you see the, the drugs that are supposed to fight depression, and then they say side effects may include feelings of suicide. Yeah. It's like, blah, 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 uh, and well, I that's why we, you need to f- figure out what works for you. Yeah. I mean, it's not, uh, there's no one easy fix. You need to talk to your doctor. And yeah. like anything else, it needs to be treated properly. Yep. Uh, Nadia Sulman. Oh, man. Octomom. Yeah. Kathy, your favorite. <laughs> uh, open up to the New York Times about the reality of raising her, raising 14 children on her own. <laughs> the 43-year-old who now goes by Natalie says her doctor misled her, telling that it was safe to implant 12 embryos. He has since lost I'd his like license. I'd like 12 embryos, please. Yeah, he said, 
lost his license and left the U.S. She said, I have PTSD from all of the reporters coming in over the years. Let's save that for uh, servicemen and women. Uh, She said, I would take whatever I could back in the days and I would let them in. I was spiraling down a dark hole. There were... No healthy opportunities for Octomom, she says. Well, that porn opportunity, that was healthy. Well, she discusses that. She says, I was doing what I was told to do and saying what I was uh, told to say. When you're pretending to be someone you're not, at least for me, you end up falling on your own face. She also claims her manager forced her into pornography. She fell on her own face. That explains it. Uh, She said, I wanted to quit, but my manager said, if you do, I'm reporting you to welfare for fraud. Mm. Wait, now... Who was she again? How did she become she, famous? That for that for, for she, having she, eight kids, just for she, the yes, kids. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's a woman locally that had six. What? Like, I don't. Well, it's not eight, Kathy. But yeah. I just mean there, there, there was so there was nothing else behind it other than yeah. that it, she had hit, eight kids. It hit at a time where whatever the news cycle was, it jumped out, got national attention. She had the eight kids, and oh, then, yeah. then there was blowback against her for it. And then she started to try to make herself look like Angelina Jolie. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. yes, 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 Kathy. But this was at the time when in vitro and all that stuff was just. Starting starting to become commonplace. And so these multiples, these big, big multiples have really just kind of starting to happen, at least in the public side. And, and she had then, already and had then, And then eight was yeah. like, oh, are you serious? Somebody actually gave birth to eight babies? Yeah. And and she, a, yeah. She chose to do that as well. Like, she yeah. could have. Right. Uh, she didn't have to keep all eight and decided to do it. And she also said that she didn't know that she was having eight at the, at the time. So, she, you remember the, the pregnancy shots, Preston? I mm-hmm. mean, that is it. I still... That's the largest pregnant belly I've ever seen. So she had said she got forced into porn by her former manager. She said, I wanted to quit, but my manager said, if you do so, I'm reporting you uh, to welfare fraud. I gave my bank account to her to control because I was so overwhelmed and busy managing my family. Checks that were forged, minimum 60000 was stolen in six months, and she was selling stories left and right. She was a predator. So she that's what she claims. Kathy's looking at the... Led her to pornography. And she the had... The pregnant belly. There was no husband or boyfriend? There was for a brief period. And then uh, I, he, I guess he left the scene. Yeah, Oddly enough, though, the kids, they showed the picture of the family. They kids look all look fine. They all look yeah. healthy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the father was a sperm donor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Lindsay Lohan has some unexpected plans for New Year's Eve. I want to have 14 kids. Uh, she <laughs> and her younger sister, Allie Lohan, and singer Robin Thicke, page six reports, all getting together. Uh, Lilo is expected to introduce Ali's performance. Uh, Ali's, I'm sorry, Ali's performance at the Marriott Marquis ahead of Thick's scheduled concert. Uh, Lindsay is currently in New York City promoting her new MTV docu series called Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. It's the greatest piece of fuzzy wudgy bars. It's wonderful. And the party gets started on January 8th, it says. They tried to make the young sister work, um, and they had it. Remember a reality show with yeah. the mom trying to get her recording career going, and just, it didn't take. Dude. Mom seems to have ruined a lot. She's ruined a lot. Both parents. Mom and dad, yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Preston. The New Year's Eve party starts on January 8th. I don't get. I don't understand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> figure it this way. What we the? have the whole field to ourselves. Yeah. So I mean, it's Odyssey. You can get any bands you want. Yeah. Catering's a lot cheaper. Times Square, man. Times Square is oh. like is goddamn empty. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, this doesn't make It's sense. called New Year's Rock. I can eight days after New Year's. <laughs> eight days a week. Yeah. The yeah, it says the party gets started January eighth. So, <laughs> <laughs> burning this bitch down. 
Because it's right here, eight days after New Year's. Yeah, I know. Now we're going to go to a live closed circuit feed to Australia as they rig it eight days after New Year's. (laughs) Happy eight day after New Year's. Looks kind of quiet, doesn't it? (laughs) It's kind of just like a Tuesday. Look at this feed here at Sydney. It doesn't look like there's much going on. Yeah. So we'll see how that party goes. For and now it's Hong Kong. Lindsay, it's a what? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Don't you think, speak English? I you said Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Well, she's that. Hong Kong. Sorry, I had a little scotch this morning. That's okay. <laughs> hey, Jeff Bridges will be uh, lauded at the 2019 Golden Globe Awards. He deserves to be. The Big Lebowski, Crazy Heart and True Grit star will receive the Cecil B. DeMille Award on January 6, 2019 at the Golden Globes. Uh, Bridges received his first Golden Globe nomination in 1984 for his role in Starman. And previous honorees have included Robert De Niro, Audrey Hepburn, and Jodie Foster, among others. I uh, just watched Crazy Heart again uh, earlier this week. And, well, at the end of the last week, two things about that movie. A, I just realized that Crazy Heart is a lyric in the song. Yeah, the really uh, lyric kind. The one that he yeah, writes yeah. at the end, yeah. Secondly, when he loses Buddy, like, kind of wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? Like, he only looked away for... Twenty seconds. Look, 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 though you you had a guy who had who is unreliable to begin with. He should have been on his best game. Yeah. Yep. Well, listen, you got to watch it again. He orders. Yeah, gets him a, a little uh, I was ginger churro. He takes one little sip of his scotch, and I'm you yeah. know I, yeah. I'm not making excuses for the guy. And then he says to Buddy, "Hey, Bud, here's their, uh, your your ginger ale," and then he's gone. Yeah. Like that. Kind of wasn't his fault. Buddy was a little crap. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Casey's take on uh, yes. Crazy Heart. So, uh, <laughs> watch Jeff it again. This just in. Local broadcaster Casey Boy has a different take on Crazy Heart. He's sticking up for the alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily sticking up for the alcoholic, but you no. know. Well, it, it doesn't matter, but but it's what he needed. He was going to die had that not happened. I, know, I agree with you. It saved his life. And, and yes. it saved his life. In, in so fact, I, I think that might be more the point to the story. Maybe that's why he did it, to get him in trouble to save his life. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I, I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose. <laughs> you, little, you little bastard. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Uh, Gretchen Carlson, Breaking the Silence, has shared a first look at the documentary. The two-hour special is part of a three-part series that Carlson and a have teamed up on. Uh, this first one here is January 14th, 8 p.m., and in it, Carlson travels to the, the country to interview ordinary women and help them uh, tell their stories of sexual harassment and abuse. In addition to revealing stories of alleged harassment at McDonald's, she tells her own story of alleged allegedly being uh, abused by the late Roger Ailes at Fox News as well. Yes. So she will cover some of that. And uh, that's going to... come in here. I've got some ribs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't just took them. Jesus Christ, they're still hot. I don't want you to eat them. I'm going to fart in your face. <laughs> I'd prefer to stay out of here. <laughs> Have it your way. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they'll cover that scenario, uh, in the documentary. <laughs> we'll they do. Fart in the face. <laughs> oh, fart in the face. 
Uh, let's see. Taryn uh, Egerton, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Nathaniel Emmanuel have signed on to lend voices to the cast of uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Interesting. Helena Bonham Carter, Mark Hamill, and Andy Samberg will also lend their voices to the Jim Henson reboot. Were you uh, a fan of the original? I never did get caught up in it, no. I mm-hmm. liked it. I know I, people I, love it. Yeah. I liked what they achieved. You're right, Preston. There are people who are fanatic yeah. about it. I think it's good. I just don't think it's great. It was fun to watch when you were stoned in college. Okay. Uh, it is set to join Netflix. Richard, come in here. <laughs> I'm going to put Dark Crystal on the Blu-ray. I'm going to eat ribs. I'm going to fart in your face. Maybe you are, Gilfling. I'll be right in. <laughs> oh, he finally oh, got Dark Crystal. Got she's Dark Crystal. Did it. Okay. Love that movie. Uh, <laughs> I have it on VHS. <laughs> Uh, Netflix is also on the Betamax. <laughs> has also released the first images from uh, Dark Crystal. They just uh, put those out Monday. Speaking of uh, Netflix, uh, the conventional wisdom that flagging theatrical attendance can be blamed on the growing popularity of streaming services are false, according to a new study. Liars! EY's Quantitative Economics and t- uh, Statistics Group found that people who go to theaters more frequently also consume more streaming content. Conversely... Yeah. A liar. Half of the people who didn't go to a theater in the past year also didn't stream anything online. So it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not killing. Yeah. It's the way they used to say that television would kill movies. Remember, right. that was the big fear. Yeah. And and actually, for, there was a brief period, and then movies came back much oh. more robust. Multiplexes. There you go. It, it used to be, you know, you'd, you'd see one movie at a movie theater, and then they Uniplexes. started building these huge multiplexes, and, and with TV as popular as it was still, people yep. flocked to the movie theaters. Uh, the message here, according to the uh, director of Medium Research, uh, said that the there's not a war between streaming and theatrical. Streaming didn't kill the movie star. Uh, people who love content are watching it across platforms, and all platforms have a place in consumers' minds. So it's not killing the movie theaters, which is great. If you I give still pe- love going to the movie yes. theaters. Yes, and if you give people a reason to do so. Yeah. They will. I wish I could have gone to see Aquaman last So do night, I. You know, but... Uh, I was I, getting a Manny Petty. No, my dad's in town, so <laughs> I wasn't, he, he wasn't into going. You couldn't to, convince him to go? No. Is not. your dad into any of that? Uh, no, not the superhero stuff. But I tell you what, we my dad doesn't watch movies that often, so we've been showing him all the movies that he should have seen by now. Like what? Right now. What have you done so far? We watched Sully. What do you think? Oh, he loved it. Yep. We watched... 13 Days, which is one of my favorite movies. About Solid movie. Cuban, Cuban Missile, Missile Crisis. Yeah. So he likes, you know, true, yes. true story stuff. So we watched, um, last night we watched Argo. Argo. A lot of, lot of fun. It's a it's good a fun movie. movie. You know what? There's some laughs in that, too. There is. There Do you is. know it's a great movie? Uh, well, the documentary, it's the uh, the Chappaquiddick. Uh, I have not seen it it's yet. Really it's really well done. Really well done. Okay, all right. That one's the, the actor the from uh, from Everest is in it, and uh, you've seen him. He's playing. He does a great job. And Ed Helms is is great as uh, Teddy Kennedy's okay. friend. Yeah. So right. you're basically you're showing him biopics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was another one. What else? What did we watch? Not uh, all right. What's the one about the um, uh, the Olympics? The guys getting um, uh, taken hostage. Munich. Uh, Munich. That's it. You know what? I never did see Munich. Was Munich is oh, great. That's yeah. a Spielberg film. Spielberg. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I might show him the the King's Speech. There's a great movie too. Oh, okay. Another... Or yes, and and the um, Gary Oldman um, as um, Churchill. Uh, what was the uh, name of that? I still haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Darkest Hour. Yes. Yeah. Darkest Hour. Yeah. I got to see that. Hell or High Water's good one that you could show. Him. Hell or High Water's <laughs> great. Cra- one good. Crazy Summer. They're all one Crazy Summer. <laughs> Are you telling me this happened? <laughs> Let me tell you a story about a little boy. <laughs> 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 
That's it. That's Teddy Kennedy. I like to beat him up so fast. Uh, so, no, we didn't see Aquaman. Okay. Uh, we're, we're watching other films this week, which is good. You couldn't sell that as a docu- <laughs> no. uh, docudrama. We sh- Sky <laughs> lives under the sea. Uh, as you know, you can't eat hot dogs if you live in an underwater city because they'll expand and kill you. It right, sounds should. like gibberish, son. What are you looking for, Casey? Uh, no, I'm not looking for anything, Preston. Um, why don't you pay attention well, I was, to what well, you I was going to go on to the clips, and I need you, but I know what you're going okay, for. Okay, yeah, right, Let me go. tell you a story about a little fat boy that nobody loved, and that all the other kids, they used to make fun of him, and they would pick on him, and, they, and, they, and then they used to say that he talks funny and stuff. And he had a, and he had a twin brother, and everybody and, and, and everybody said they didn't look anything like his twin brother, but but he wanted to. Egg, were you the little fat boy? No, no, but but I just like to beat him up, you know. I got my go. Why are you so fat? Why are you so fat? And I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> That's a good biopic. Yeah. 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 Doesn't sound like Kennedy. Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm ready for clips now. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe we just played that clip. <laughs> so random. The guest book travels to a different vacation home each season, telling the stories of all the unique guests. Uh, here, Carly Gibson talks about what? how relatable and heartwarming each character's experience is during their stay. Here is the clip. I think it's the thing that's going to shock people the most. The stories are really beautiful. There's some really relatable things in there. But it's I just think people are going to be shocked by it. It's, it's equally as funny as it is relatable and full of heart. Greg really had something to say this year, and it's really amazing. Is, is this a reality show? It's a reality show. Oh, no, we're it's looking not. At a, like, I'm looking at this Murph. Is, no, it's not. Wait. It's, that's oh, the guest no, it's book. not. Okay. Uh, I thought, because I, I was looking at people that look like reality characters, but this looks scripted now that we're looking at it. Uh, yes, it says that it, they travel to different vacation homes each season telling the stories of unique guests. So uh, it looks like it's scripted, yes. So. I like, the, uh, I like Carl. Uh, she's cute, Carly Ray Jepsen, right? Uh, she, she's, she had that song, the hit, the, uh, what was the name of that freaking song? This Call says, me, no, this is, yeah. hang on, yeah. this is Carly Gibson, oh. not Carly Ray Jepsen. I thought that's who we were talking no, about. No, it's Carly oh. Gibson. Well, you just totally crushed everything. Sorry, it's not a reality show, and it's not Carly Rae wow. Jepsen. Hey. All right. I just I'm going to go watch Bob Goldthwaite but, and uh, <laughs> Chappaquiddick. A new, episode, a new episode of The Guest Book airs tonight. And this, this is nothing to offer me now. You, you just ripped everything that I was interested in from this. 10.30 on TBS. <laughs> Next clip. Vox Lux tells the story of a young music prodigy who transforms into a pop star trying to get back on the rise after personal struggles. Here, Natalie Portman talks about how special this role was for her. I felt like this character was just unlike anyone I had seen on screen before, but also someone that felt like a real person. It was just fun to get to be so, like, extravagant and vulgar and wild and unpredictable. I don't give a f- uh, Vox Lux is in theaters now, by the way. And there you go. That's what I have for you, your entertainment report. All right, we will take a break. Uh, we got a lot of things to give away today. Christmas Miracle Invites. We'll do those in a few minutes, as well as our friends at Yards Brewing. Stop by. We'll have some stuff to send to you. Uh, back in just a moment. Stay with us on this Tuesday morning. What are you doing here? The one thing we know how to do. MMR rocks.
I got bronchitis. All right, Preston, do me a favor. Turn all the microphones off for about uh, half a second and then turn them back on again. Really? Uh, yeah, this way we can get Kathy's audio a little bit quicker. Otherwise, we have to wait like seven minutes. Or oh, something I didn't like know that. that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Three, yeah. two, one, and... Radio Both. silence okay. over. There you go. Uh, right. So Kathy <laughs> kind of sounded like the ladies' man from Saturday Night Live for a second. <laughs> All right. It's here. I missed it. All right. So Marissa's going to grab it All now, right. so it's going to take uh, a little do you, bit. Do you have a cold, Kathy? You, you, you know. You seem like you sound a little congested. Yeah, I have. It's like in my throat and chest, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I don't have a sore throat, so I'm really hoping that I don't have strap like Nick. Uh, well, maybe although, you'll get it just in time for the Christmas miracle. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> I'm just hoping, like Casey said, I think people who get strep throat are more susceptible to it. You've had um, it? Jason, no, Jace had it a couple years ago. And I never got it, so I'm just hoping that I can fight it off. Uh, well, all right. Thank God you sound like the ladies' manthy. <laughs> the ladies' man. All right, Marissa's working on isolating that. In okay. the meantime, I'm going to sing to you guys. Ooh, oh, yeah. really? Oh, that's exciting. I got an email from uh, Sarah Garvey, and uh, she lives in Florida. Listens to the Preston and Steve show. And she heard the conversation about uh, either the Joker got away or the Joker did ballet. Right. Or took ballet or whatever it is. And uh, she has, uh, she, by the way, she's, uh, she said, I realized I've been living with a monster who thinks that it's took ballet. And, oh, my God. And now yeah. our marriage is a in a monster. shambles. Of course it is. How could you live with someone like that? <laughs> Although he recently converted to being an avid podcaster, so I suppose right. we'll forgive him. She There's says. Hope. But she wrote a Preston and Steve show. Jingle bells. Yeah, you'd ask to see if someone sure. would do it. We, we thought we'd gone through most of them. Some of them are cute. Yeah. Uh, this one's well done. Really? So I'm going to sing for you. All I right. Don't, I don't need musical oh. accompaniment. I'm you gonna, don't. I'm gonna, it, it, uh, do you think I should? Do you well, want one of those acapella? No. No, Casey's got the, oh, a pitch pipe? Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> need a pitch pipe. Well, I don't know which one would actually be better for you. Do we have, um, do we have an instrumental version? Not the, I see Jingle Bells by Skid Row. Uh, they did a version of Jingle Bells. <laughs> God. Right here. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm just, no, just going to sing no, it for right. you. Here we go. Right. Here we go. It goes, uh, <laughs> dashing to, is that was dashing to the snow? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Jingle oh, bells. This, this takes it from the, the, the um, jingle bells? Yeah, this takes it from the chorus. All right. All right, so it goes, uh, like, like Batman. Like Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Batman smells. All right. Jingle bells, let's quote Nell what you say, Jose. PNS on MMR is a great is a great to start a great start to your day. Hey, hey. thank you. Oh uh, wait, I got a better one. Hey! <laughs> no, no, no. Let me let me start again. Uh, jingle bells, let's quote Nell what you say, Jose. PNS on MMR is a great to is great to start your day. Hey! Snacks for Nick. McCarthy sick. Steve loves all his toys. Preston strums on the guitar, and then there's Casey Boy. Hey! 20 years ago, on good old DRE, Steve and Preston found a place to do their comedy. Now 20 years have passed. They're still having a ball. The show may say Preston and Steve, but Marissa runs it all. Hey! Oh! Hey! Tattoo shards, jars of farts, <laughs> camp out Shamoween. Falk, Kathy's fall activities are the best I've ever seen. Thank you. Uh, connoisseur, <laughs> junk drawer, MMR all day. Listening is a privilege in a one-horse open. No, she was a dancer. <laughs> Jeez, oh, my God! <laughs> wow, wow. She added that in there. That's damn good. She added that in there. So, Sarah, 
Job well done. That was, <laughs> that was nice. That deserves something. Yeah. If only we had an, an address or she could contact us. Uh, we can get in touch with her, but uh, I don't know what we can get her, but we can work on something. So I love that. <laughs> no, she was a dancer. Thanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> actually wrote that in there. So nice job. All right, let's talk about porn. Yes. Right. End of year. It's a big topic on everybody's minds. Pornography. Um, the most searched term on online pornography, this is according to Pornhub and YouPorn. By the way, Pornhub sells their data for all sorts of researchers. Yeah. Okay. They have an extensive database that they can cross-reference because, as you would imagine, it's used a lot. By the way, these sites, which combined, have approximately 40 billion yearly visits. <laughs> is that incredible? Recently reviewed, released their annual reports detailing users' viewing and search habits. And I'm going to have you guys guess what, okay, the, good. what the number good. one is. All right. The number one searched term of online <laughs> pornography. Anybody want to guess? The number one yeah. searched term term in all of online pornography. According to these two sites, but these are the biggest <sighs> sites, so they have uh, you know, they've... I it, guess. It's multiple word term? Yeah. Amateur. Amateur? All right. Oh, I, I uh, was going to wait for Steve to guess. Okay. Because I have a guess. Go ahead, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> This bothers me, by the way. Is it mother-son? Go ahead. I'm going to have you guys all guess Kathy? and I'll tell you. I, I don't know. Just guess uh, the porn Bell term. Yes. yes. Kathy, tell Preston what you just wrote down, Kathy. Kathy wrote down felching. I'm sure she wrote down something yeah. disgusting. <laughs> Filthy. Uh-huh. You want to guess? No. Doesn't matter if you're wrong or not. Yeah. No, you guys are all wrong. It's lesbian. Lesbian? Oh, hey. The old standards. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's, it's old school. I like a good lesbian song. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Tony Bennett. Hey. I got to say, when I'm searching Pornhub, I go straight for the lesbos. I love them. So romantic. <laughs> I left my under the mistletoe. I had no idea. Carpet for everyone. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, wow. That's you know what though. You would have to think think of a broad based topic. Yes. I mean, I don't mean broad based as in broad. Not broad yeah, as in but female. A, bro- a broader topic. <laughs> um, so that I guess that would make sense. The subject. Milk oh. would be a subdivision. Uh, so they found that... Mother's son would be a subdivision. I don't like that. I don't... It, it, uh, a friend of mine was telling me that it always shows up on the home screen yeah. of the site that he goes to. And it's like, why? And it's never really a mother and her son. No, it's, it, no, it's not. It's... it's it, what? Yes. <laughs> it's I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry, Tony. I broke your heart. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wait uh, a second. Yeah. You're saying they're not actually mother's son? No. <laughs> You've been living a lot. Just crashing down on top of me. I'm sorry. Man. I was enjoying the love that only a mother and son could share <laughs> under the kitchen table while Dad wonders what's going on. <laughs> Dad is sitting across the, from him having breakfast. Why the gravy boat is shaking so furiously? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real love. Yes. Under the table. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the son's girlfriend is across the table wondering why mom's giving him a handy. And a lot of times it's a glass table. And how can... How can dad, he not see that? How can he I not don't see care that? how big your centerpiece is. <laughs> Eventually you're going to see someone's ass. <laughs> don't so, so anyway, um, away from the, the mother-son thing uh, and getting into what the, the details of this. <laughs> away from the mother-son thing. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyhow, but listen, Casey, everybody's got all kinds of fantasies. And, and, mm-hmm. and in fact, it goes into some of the details of why, even though someone, it's like when Big J, uh, or no, it was, it was uh, Burt Kreischer. It's like, you see the stuff you look up on porn? It's some stuff you would never, ever, ever consider in real life. So, you know, it's fantasy. Okay. okay. So anyway, does not mean that you're attracted no, no, to no. your mom? No, 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 like no. And, and, no. So they, they found that lesbian was the top search term among uh, women on both platforms, by the way. And by the way, their statistics on women frequenting Pornhub mm-hmm. is high. Because I remember there was some, uh, maybe it was the Kinsey Institute or one of them used Pornhub for some information. And, and, and the division, it's almost like 55% men and, you know. Yeah. No, not quite. What is it? Uh, it is 30%. Real? Uh, yeah, female uh, women compromise approximately 30% of both sites. Uh, so they found that while lesbian was the top search term among women on both, uh, among men the term was the sixth most popular on Pornhub and the tenth most popular on YouPorn. Interesting. But you add it all together and then you get that as the what top. A big so, bundle. Yeah, so, so <laughs> women who compromise approximately 30% of both sites' viewers uh, we're 151% more likely to watch lesbian videos. So the Where women do you stand? Prefer that. Where do you stand on lesbian uh, videos if your friend is watching, let's say? Oh, oh, I don't know. It's not my thing. Oh, I sure. I love it. I mean, it's okay. I, I, it. I, I like, uh, you know, I, I, I want to be a little bit more participatory in the fantasy. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, you, you can definitely do that. We all yeah. know what Gary likes. <laughs> yes. Daisy Chains. Daisy Chain. And then you know what I like. <laughs> That's Bummer. correct. Uh, and in fact, it says here, as for men's interest in, in, interest in lesbian adult content, uh, Timory Schmidt, a sexuality researcher and host of a podcast called Sex with Timory, said that it may involve several different factors. They are desiring a view of a sexual experience in which they cannot, by ne- definition, take part. Interesting. So it has this voyeuristic, naughty, fantastical element. Additionally, Schmidt said that some men prefer not to have any male performers' bodies in the pornography that they consume as well. She's saying the reason I get so turned on is because I don't have a vagina. Uh, it removes anxieties about comparing their size and body composition or even their own homophobic reactions, she said. Huh. And uh, for viewers who are turned on, or I'm sorry, who are turned off by violence and aggression by men against women, it removes the threat of that trigger. Uh, when discussing, All seem like valid points. It says, when discussing lesbian scenes on mainstream pornography platforms, Schmidt stressed that they are very different in terms of content and aesthetic than the films that are made for and by queer women, as opposed to lesbian scenes that are supposed to make uh, attract men. Attract men. What, 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 are they, what is the, the difference for um, lesbian films made by queer women? It doesn't. It, does, it does, just does, says okay. that there are differences. Huh. It doesn't go into detail about that. Now, the search, the search term "trans" hmm. saw significant gains in 2018, according to Pornhub, which has published an annual insights report for the past six years. The site found that 167 percent year-over-year increase for the term among men, and a 200 percent increase among people over the uh, age of 45. It's a lot of fun when you have to guess. In fact. Uh, Pornhub <laughs> noted that the search... I went into it thinking it was a chick. That these... <laughs> I think... Um, here's another case. So let's say you're not you're not particularly... You're, it's, not, it's not you, but you're interested. So you might go look... You might... Just to see what it's like. Or yeah. just to, to check it out. Yeah. And I wonder how many in the trans community are, are themselves 
um, cons- consuming this um, porn. Do you know what I'm saying? Do they break down the stats on that? Is it mostly just people no. who are not, or is it a, a, a predominant portion of people who are transgender? It doesn't say anything about that. It just says that men and women, it splits them up, doesn't talk about their, about their orientation or, or, right. or identification. So, in fact, Pornhub noted that the search term trans was the fifth, mo- fifth most popular among visitors between 45 and 64 among all search terms. Uh, trans came in 23rd on Pornhub and 16th on YouPorn. When exploring uh, trends around gay pornography and gay entertainers specifically, Pornhub found that three of the top five adult entertainers searched by women were gay men. And a previous report by Pornhub found that women were responsible for more than a third of the site's gay male porn views. It's a holiday miracle. <laughs> Tony Bennett's Pornhub Christmas. Uh, and Let's it goes, get started with Belching. <laughs> right. uh, we're going to start I saw, I saw Mommy Belching Santa. Oh, my God. God. Wow. At my advanced stage, I can say whatever I want, and no one will stop me. Yes, this is true. Unshackled from the confines of social mores, <laughs> I can let loose in a wonderland of perversion and disgust. <laughs> it calls Tony Bennett. My most provocative holiday special ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> start with Featuring you. Peter North. <laughs> Peter North Pole. <laughs> Peter North Pole. Oh, yeah. oh dear. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think it's time to hold uh, art, you know, pornography at a higher standard. And I just, I'm talking about filmmaking and... Uh, you want more big budget direction. Well, listen. You want the, your, the, Mike, Michael Bay... I need it to be a little bit more believable. All right, I don't need transformers. I don't. Need, I don't need running commentary. Like when you're watching a movie and there's a bank robbery, the guy's not going, "Hey man, I got a gun to your face, man." Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You know, oh, you ooh, like ooh, that? Oh, you like that? Oh, you, oh, put that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Put that money because in the that's bag. not part of a normal bank robbery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. What? But that's not part of the normal. At least as far as I'm concerned. No, I agree. There's but never... there for some there are. But there was that trend in, in porn for a while, Case, where like there was big budget porn, you know, where they would spend a lot of money, not quite, you know, the, the top of Hollywood level. But uh, there was a, a, a two or three year Press. stretch where they would have high, big budget porn film. And I was just like, to me, that's kind of a waste. Nick, Nick and Preston and Casey and Kathy and Kathy. What? Mostly Kathy. <laughs> there was a time when you would have to use the fast forward button. Oh, Yes. To get through a meandering plot line uh, where they were trying to make substantive films with mm-hmm. dialogue and yep. actual stories. I remember one that was basically a, an of mice and men sort of deal with a, a guy and his slower brother. Wow. And, uh, and I mean, it was they were trying. And, you know, but it, it just. <laughs> so that stupid storyline doesn't take place anymore. No. It, uh, no. In fact, it's. it's, it's if, if what there, do they call if, it? If there's a story, it's called Gonzo. Gonzo. If yeah. there's if there's a story, it's real short. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! That's not, oh my god! That's not how you do it. You do it like this. <laughs> yeah, it's usually you're not a pizza delivery man, Kathy. It's usually just role playing <laughs> for a, like a minute. A scenario. A scenario as opposed to right. wait a second. That's a, not how you do it. A story. <laughs> They pretend this is a trolley car, <laughs> just like in my sweet San Francisco. <laughs> now it always stays on the track. You see what I'm saying? Back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> sometimes you get on, and sometimes you get up. 
Sometimes you face forward and sometimes you face backwards. So, Casey, you want you want to sit down for an hour and a half and and you want to see several scenes no. along with a story that goes in between no, 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 all no, no. that and ties it all together. That's not you what want I'm more saying. bank robbers. Right, then what do you, I don't what, understand. What, what I'm saying is in in regular cinema, cinema and and plays and stuff like that, you don't see people giving a running commentary of what they're doing. Right? That's one thing we don't have, though. You just yes. brought up a good point. Yeah. We don't have Broadway porn plays. <laughs> but not all of it. You know what you need to do? You need to look up, uh, I think, there are categories of porn for women. Yes. That's what you want. Yeah? That's probably yeah. what you want. In well, the porn, the though, you know what? In the, you're right, because in the porn industry, <laughs> in fact, the most powerful people within the porn industry are women now because they, they'll they'll direct and write and do the whole thing. But oh, they're the stars, too. They're the stars, too. So um, there, there was a whole series of films, Preston, that really made a ton of money that were like pirate adventures and things of that nature. Well, do you remember, I think the one was called Pirates. Yes. Well, and that was, yeah. yeah, because we had uh, Sonny Leone who was in yeah. here, and yeah. she was mentioning that, and that was, the, that was one of the last... Big budget runs right. ever made because you know what? It doesn't make any money. Exactly. Happens, People don't buy them. What happens is those films get chopped up to the yeah. sex scenes and they the end scene. up on Pornhub. Yep, yeah. exactly. By the way, um, my friend has no problems finding what he likes. Uh, it's just that every now and again something might pop up and you, and you want more bank robbers. He just, no, he just shakes his head like this is, this is just dumb. This is dumb. Shut up. You know, whatever you're saying is, is so dumb. Do you leave the sound up? Uh, I, I often does your friend leave my, the sound my up? My friend often will turn it down. It's like I don't. My friend turns it down all the time. Yeah, he looks a lot like me. Um, <laughs> Pornhub, by the way, which boasts an average of ninety-two million daily viewers. Oh my god, ninety-two million. That's more than Cat on a Roomba. That's amazing. Uh, included a number of additional pieces of data. Uh, Stormy Daniels was the most searched porn actress this year. Wow. Sunday is the highest traffic day of the week, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Sabbath. Mm-hmm. This is Sabbath. Son yep. of a bitch. Yep. You're not supposed to work. What else are you supposed to do? The Philippines has the highest portion of female visitors worldwide. The Philippines. Why would that be? I don't know. And the Philippines. They got coconuts. By the way, the Philippines is a staunch Catholic uh, society. Is the Philippines mostly uh, Catholic? Very, very much yeah. so, yeah. And uh, more people voted for Pornhub videos in 2018 than voted in the last presidential election. There you go. (laughs) I I wonder how how much porn visitation... Does it break it down across the country and what is... No, I don't have that. You had that at one point, and Steve, the number one state was Utah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And it, it, you know, and this was a study that you had maybe a year or two ago, Preston. And it was, um, it was because it's you're allowed to go to Pornhub uh, in the safety of your own bedroom, but you can't do it in society. Hmm. Okay, I can see that. Yep, I know what it's you're talking crazy, about. Isn't it? It's nuts, man. They should move to San Francisco. They won't even let them drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> How do they know uh, uh, the gender of the people going to these sites? Uh, some, it's old, dude. Uh, no, uh, there are people that register on these sites. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I want to make sure the, they have my like my data. <clears throat> I want to become a member. Uh, well, some people uh, comment on the videos. Some people share. Some people turn it into a community. Um, Great sex scene, but more bank robberies, please. <laughs> 
there are playlists and things like that 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 people can set up. So believe it or not, yeah, when people sign up, people sign up for these things. Right. There's a community there. It's <laughs> a sense of community. I, I know. It's like being home, right? I want to be in that community. Yeah, yeah. Like San my, Francisco. The community I like being in is uh, Clear History. Um, that's my favorite community. Yeah. Uh. All right. Absolutely. Uh, so anyhow, these are the stats of the year. Yes, Casey. Uh, I, I, it sounded like you were wrapping up the conversation. Are you, is, are you, do you want to continue it? No. Okay, I'll wrap it up then. No. Okay. Um, we'll talk about this off nice air. Christmas bow. But uh, we have the, 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 the... Are you wrapping up the conversation? Yeah. Okay. Just play it. We have the ladies' man thing. Uh, oh, Kathy, okay. Kathy, oh, Kathy, oh, yeah. All right, so at the top yeah. of the break, uh, there was traffic. We did traffic with Kathy. <laughs> And Casey and Kathy started laughing. The rest of us completely missed something. Yeah, I think yeah. I was just prepping for the next break. It's and a very, very little flub. It was flub. It's a quick flub. I want to hear it. I heard it and felt it, and, and I kind of like started to chuckle a little bit, and nobody <laughs> made any reaction except for Casey. All right, uh, here we go. Kathy, what do you have for us this morning? 95 southbound jams from Cotman through to Allegheny. The left center lane blocked with a disabled vehicle. The Vine westbound slow the 8th to Broad Street, northbound 95. <laughs> that, that was it. it. That was it. Play it again. I didn't even hear it that time. (laughs) That's so funny. What do you have for us this morning? 95 southbound jams from Cotman through to Allegheny. The left center lane blocked with a disabled vehicle. The Vine westbound slowed the 8th to Broad Street, northbound 95. You just slowed down on 8th. I didn't. Wow. I I don't hear anything. I totally (laughs) caught it the first time. And I felt it when I I said it. Oh, my God. I, I, I still can't even hear it. I can't hear I the flub the first time I did, though. That's weird. Wow. Well, okay. Mm. Anyhow. Uh, that was funny. That was funny. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. That was funny. That was good stuff. Thank, thank you for bailing us out of that. Uh, Keisha, you know what? I, I need to do this. I know I know. we have uh, a meet and eat, and I'm going to do some giveaways in a little while with mm-hmm. our friends who are here this morning. We have Yards Brewing and Bernie's Restaurant and Bar and Mike's York Street Bar and Grill, and we'll do some giveaways in a little bit. But I need to do Christmas Miracle yes. because... It's yes. on Thursday. So I'm going to start taking designated callers. I've usually done, you know, like first five callers or whatever. But I'm going to take callers uh, 25, 26, 27 mm. at 215-263-WMMR. And you will be able to join us Thursday morning uh, for the Christmas Miracle at Parks Casino. Uh, Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wear your ugly sweaters because you could win beer for a year from Miller Lite. And Marissa has the final pre-party for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater portion of our broadcast. It is tonight at Blue Cross River Rink. She'll be there from 8 till 10. And if you stop by, you might have a chance to join us. She's going to have 10 pairs of passes to give away to be at the Christmas Miracle Broadcast. That sort of allows you the opportunity to cut ahead of the people calling in because yeah. they'll only, I mean, hopefully it'll be a nice attendance, but still it won't be as big as the full listening audience. So head on down. Yeah. So uh, keep that in mind. And, um, Excuse me. One more thing. You know, we should also probably tease a few of the things that we're going to be giving away yes. on Thursday morning, too, just to give you an idea, because we're excited about the prizes. So we'll try to get that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. We'll have the bizarre file when we return. Make sure that you stay with 93.3 WMMR proudly presents the return of Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. This Thursday at the brand new Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. A live broadcast with 250 super fans in the audience, each out to prove their Preston and Steve IQ in a game show style throwdown. 
At stake, the best and biggest giveaways of the year, plus a pile of fabulous prizes from our favorite sponsors and advertisers. The Philly Pops, Keswick Cycle, The Philly Home Show, and Xfinity. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, Miller Lite, Ugly Sweater Edition at Parks Casino. Get lucky in no time. Listen to claim your spot in the studio audience. Details at WMMR.com. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Christmas is a fun time. It is a fun time every December. It is also a joy month. I like this holiday a lot. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas is a fun time to get gifts. People stay home for the holidays. They spend time with their children. That's what it is all about. Christmas makes people feel right at home. Christmas gives me harmonization. Christmas is Jesus Christ's birthday. That's what it is all about in the mix. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Rock over London. Rock on Los Angeles. All state. You're in good hands. Been playing that song from Wesley Willis for 20 years now. And Merry Christmas. I love it. We got some good stories for you. Let's get to them now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. And this morning is brought to you by Delilah's Unwrapped. Delilah's Holiday Spectacular is Wednesday. And it features DJ Kim Lee, Delilah's Sexy Santa Contest, and more. You can visit Delilah's.com for more of the details. Well, a Florida woman wound up in jail after she reportedly demanded that her boyfriend have sex with her and then allegedly threw a paint roller at him after he refused. <laughs> Lori Ann Carroll was arrested on charges of battery and three counts of resisting an officer without violence following the incident. Sheriff's deputies were called out to Carol's address at around 3 a.m., and they were told by her boyfriend that they had been arguing all night because Carol wanted to have sex, and he didn't. The boyfriend told officers that Carol continuously tried, I'm trying to paint. tried to have sex with him, even though he told her several times that he wanted to be left alone. So he left to go to a bar, get away from Carol, and when he returned, she said that his girlfriend began arguing about having sex again. Carol reportedly demanded that he start fooling around with her, but he refused, again, telling her he wasn't in the mood. I don't want to. You smell like burnt rubber. He says that's when Carol hit him in the chest and groin and then threw a paint roller at his head. <laughs> in the affidavit, deputies reported that Carol was obviously intoxicated and uncooperative with officers. The 41-year-old was arrested, and she was taken to the county jail. You know cops respond to stories like this all the time. Yes, they do. Uh, Here's that story I was uh, teasing earlier. It seems the punishment sometimes fits the crime. A guy named David Barry Jr. was one of three men from a southwest Missouri family convicted in the illegal killing of several hundred deer over three years, taking their heads and leaving their bodies to rot. So what was he doing with the heads? I don't know. 
Uh, after pleading guilty, Barry Jr. was sentenced to one year in jail in Lawrence County, as well as 120 days in jail in nearby in a nearby county for felony fu- firearms probation. Also, as part of his sentence, he is to view the Walt Disney movie Bambi, with the first viewing being on or before December 23rd, and at least one such viewing thereafter every month. Yeah, so I has, like that. He has to watch Bambi every month. Uh, while while he remains in jail, so yeah. it's not just so, yeah. that. Yeah, uh, the 1942 animated movie depicts the mother of the title character Bamber being killed, Bambi being killed by hunters. Spoiler alert! I don't think that's going to fix his problem. No, when, uh, he butchered a bunch of deer and cut their heads off. Yeah, I don't and know threw if, away the bodies. Yeah, I don't know if they were you know mounting the heads and then selling them. I have no idea. It's possible. No uh, Steve, you showed us this video yesterday. A teenage boy died after he jumped off an apartment block while wearing a homemade parachute, which oh, failed. Man. Homemade parachute. Yeah, those words should uh, yes. pretty much trigger that it's going to be a disaster. Bogdan Firzov uh, even had his mother by his side supporting him as he stood at the top of the high-rise building in Ukraine for his daredevil stunt. <clears throat> but the 15-year-old's parachute failed to open properly, and the boy plummeted to the ground and suffered fatal injuries. I watched another video, another angle of it, Preston. There were some people across the street on the other side of a, of a uh, bunch of stores. When he falls behind the stores, and they're a good distance away, you can hear whap. The teenager had previously taken selfies on rooftops in the eastern Ukrainian city of Makivka, and was self a self-confessed adrenaline junkie. He was filmed in his final moments as he stood at the top of the 14-story building with his arms outstretched. A friend on the ground filmed the fall, but also captured the parachute falling to uh, failing to unfurl during the 140-foot drop. Uh, I, I mean, it's sad, but how stupid. Yeah, an eyewitness uh, said a crowd of people was there, and nobody tried to stop him. They only filmed. He flew, his mother! Flew down and hit the ground with his back. It was really tough. Other relatives joined the boy's mother in watching, filming, and photographing the horror in jump uh, for which he used a homemade parachute. Uh, they appeared to be encouraging him and cheering him on, according to police. Experts said, though, even a full working parachute would not have saved him. The lowest possible height for a jump with a parachute is 70 meters, a building of at least 25 stories. This is only 14 stories he, high. He would have had an issue regardless. And even then, it would have been a dangerous jump. The boy wore a helmet, and there was padding on the ground below, but he died instantly. So. I got a helmet on. Terrible story. Yep. Uh, while the Memphis Tigers basketball team took on the number three Tennessee Volunteers, a man at the sold-out FedEx Forum took care of a number two and was subsequently arrested. A security guard was making her way from a stairwell and saw the man, later identified as 46-year-old Royce Thomas Lottles, squatting behind a concession stand. She went over to Lottles and found that he had his pants off his body, exposing himself to several people walking nearby and was defecating on the floor. Oh, my God. The security guard called for her partner, who saw the same thing. Lottles told police officers that people in the restroom were taking too long to clear out, so he, quote, had to do what he had to do. I mean, got to do it in public behind a concession stand. Why not do it on the floor in the bathroom? Uh, No, that would be sick. (laughs) Or uh, by the loading dock. Privately, in the grass at the loading dock. I'm going to unload. Lottles was uh, taken on a charge, in on a charge of indecent exposure. I had to poop. All right, listen to this, Kath. I'm curious as to what you think about this. All right, man, it is as a man has ended up in the hospital with a severe fungal infection in his lungs caused by sniffing his socks. Stop it! What the? F- 
<laughs> Why are the, you sniffing your socks? The unnamed man from China would take a whiff every day at the end of work. Oh. And well, he deserves the lung infection. <laughs> he was changing into more comfortable clothing, and he would take off his smelly socks and inhale the odor. Yes, that's so good. As a result, he caught an infection from a fungus that had developed in his footwear from his sweaty feet and spread to his lungs when he breathed in the spores. So he was enjoying it. It was a little payoff at the end of the day, correct? I guess so, yeah. yeah. Uh, the man admitted that he uh, was admitted as an emergency case to the hospital where an x-ray confirmed him suffering from a severe lung infection and he has been kept for treatment. You have athlete's foot in okay. your lungs. Yeah, they confirmed oh that it was caused by his frequent sniffing of his own socks. Uh, people with a foot fetish have been known about uh, for many years, although fascination with socks is a little less known. Uh, but earlier this year, a 21-year-old girl in America revealed that she had attracted a sock daddy. <laughs> sock daddy? <laughs> who was prepared to pay large sums for her sweaty socks. So Why not? Uh, yeah, right. right? Yeah. Would you offer those up, Kathy, if you found that there was somebody who really loved it? If you had a wealthy sock daddy at the yeah. ready? I don't. You guys know how many socks I have, but yeah. no, I don't think so. I can't part with my socks. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I really like to smell the socks. <laughs> I understand you're a broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my favorite song. I left. Yes, sir. Ma- I'm looking for a Kathy Romano. Uh, Tony got, got some stinky tooties. I hope Tony's going to be around all day. <laughs> Tony Bennett, ladies and gentlemen, that wonderful crooner from San Francisco. Legend. He's a legend. Actually, he's not from San Francisco. I think he's no, a New I just Yorker. Like the place. He just loves that place. I'm actually, from Kuwait. All that poop. <laughs> yeah, from Kuwait. <laughs> All right, and that's what I have for you in the bizarre file as of now. Where's he from, uh, Nick? Queens. New York City. Queens. Right. A wonderful place called, hey, I take rid of the effect. <laughs> All right. Queens is uh, outside of New York All City. Right. Uh, that is what I have in the B file for you. Uh, let's take a, uh, a break and come back in just a moment or two. We have a lot more things to give away this morning. More Christmas miracle passes will be given away this morning. Just you stand by. Oh, yeah. When to call in for that. And our friends uh, from Yards and Bernie's are here. And we'll do some giveaways with them, too. We'll take a quick break. Be back in a moment. Stay down. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. You know what? It's time that we have a visitor, one that we haven't had in quite some time. Ladies and gentlemen, a return to the President Steve Studios, the historian uh, this morning. From the vast libraries of the WMMR Studios, the most learned individual currently in our employ, <laughs> the historian. Um, I don't know about that, but uh, I do have some stories that I've set aside that I think are kind of interesting, and I will begin with a historical story that involves uh, this season, Christmas. Ah. And one that is very, very interesting. And it is about a figurine. And I haven't found the proper way to pronounce this, actually. It's a Kaganer. Or... That's a dive. That's a half Kaganer. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, it's when you go forward off yes, the board, right. but then flip backwards. Exactly. Okay. It is spelled C-A-G-A-N-E-R, or a Kaganer. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it. I saw the... I need it written out phonetically, but it is very interesting. And it is found in Catalonia, I believe, and parts of Spain. Uh, And it is actually a figurine that has its pants pulled down to its ankles, (laughs) bent over, and is uh, excreting, is pooping. And... The interesting thing about this... My ears just pricked up. Thank you, Tony. (laughs) 
No, it is a traditional part of nativity scenes what? in certain parts of the world. So in a s- more, uh, so we're talking, okay, we're looking at it right now. So Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, a Spain, is it Spain predominantly? It is, well, here you go, the, the, the Kaganer. Comes in a number of shapes and sizes, although traditionally he wears a white shirt and a traditional Catalan hat known as a Berrettina. And is a regular feature of nativity scenes in Catalonia. All right, we're looking at one right now. We had one that appeared to be an older woman, which was was the the, first one that popped up. I think it was the queen. (laughs) I think that's what we were... Yeah, I'm taking a dub. Well, Um, I'll I'll get to... I'll expand on that in a little while. Uh, he is believed to have started to appear around the early 18th century. Huh. So the early 1700s. So during the internet craze. Yeah, and all the yeah, all yeah. the rage. Internet you know, boom. No, the early 1700s. Nativity scenes in Catalonia, known as uh, Paresbres, uh, tend to represent pastoral scenes reminiscent of the local countryside with large country houses and depictions of rural life. Huh. Now, it is among these everyday scenes that the... Uh, Kaganer tends to appear crouched behind a building or a tree in the corner of the nativity, taking a dump. While the most defining quality of the Kaganer, which literally means poop, yeah, I go poopy, which literally means pooper in Catalan, is without a doubt the very natural task to which he devotes himself. There is no clear opinion on what the meaning of his action is. Now there are a number of possible accounts. May I jump in, historian? Of the significance of the Kaganer, which are held with equal conviction by historians in the region, yes. All right, so will you explain the connection to the nativity itself? Yes. Okay. Uh, at least to what they believe. Now, okay. Nobody's really 100% sure. Hang on, I need I understand historian. Water here. Mm. The historian is a little parched. Yes. The historian, trying to carry the vast weight of his huge brain around, often <laughs> finds himself becoming dramatically thirsty. The way one might at a high altitude. Ah, yes, correct. I can relate. One theory goes <laughs> that the uh, Kaganer simply represents fertility and the fertilization of the earth, which yields food for us to eat. So um, <laughs> there's such an abundance of food you can't help but crap. Yeah. On this, What is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? <laughs> On this account, it's a symbol of good luck and the wish for a prosperous new year and good health. Another explanation for why the figures appear in local nativity scenes is that he is said to represent the mischief and evil that is in all of us. So somebody obviously showing up at the nativity. You have the wise men, the frankincense and myrrh, and off in the corner, the Kaganer's taking a dump. Right, exactly. Guess what I just did. Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell them. Rather than denying or rejecting his natural disposition, the Kaganer is away. I brought the baby frankincense. What is that smell? <laughs> the Kaganer is a way of accepting what each of us has in common. Uh, we we all take a dump. Frankincense, myrrh, and poop. Yeah, <laughs> this view is echoed by some who see him as the contrast to the purity and good, which appears in the rest of the nativity, uh, and adding a touch of balance to the whole. So, so I want to see if anybody listening actually has one. Please, please. I wonder if it is just simply Preston introducing whimsy into the the, the nativity. Not really sure. Because uh, And where would you play? Because in this, we're looking right here, the Kaganer is placed front and center. Yeah. 
in line of sight. It's supposed to be off in the corner. No, like this one is, he's the main act. No, yeah. they're, they're supposed to be. Uh, he's in, Freddie Mercury in this uh, stage play. In a corner or behind a tree, they say, right. usually. So there's a text that came in, President, that says they have one in their nativity, uh, and he hides behind the donkey, and he poops every year. Okay. Oh. All right. Okay. Kaganer or pooper. Kaganer. Okay, so that's the pronunciation. Kaganer. Kaganer. or pooper. Kaganer. He takes a crip and a pip. A crip? Who's and a pip? What does that translate? It's off of uh just the computer? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Marissa found it somewhere. Kaganer, uh, Kaganer or pooper? BBC. Okay, so anyway, Kaganer. While the traditional Kaganer appears with his white shirt and bonnet, nowadays you can find a Kaganer depictions, uh, you can find Kaganer depictions of everyone from Barack Obama to Obi-Wan Kenobi, Michael Jackson. Oh. Yeah, to, I gotta take a dump. To the, oh, to the Queen of Do-do England. And feces all over the manger. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Doo-doo and feces all over the, the manger. manger. Yeah. Where well, they've been traveling following the star. Yeah. Someone said there was a boy. Oh dear lord. So I know, my, it's wrong. Any, anyone from uh Barack Obama to Obi-Wan Kenobi to There's Michael Jackson. Feces thrown all over the walls. Uh to the Queen of England. As that's well. so what that's, we were looking at. That's why we saw a picture earlier of a Kaganer that was a queen. So a quick <laughs> a quick question, historian. Yep. This is obviously revered imagery here. Yep. Um uh, and so but it's lighthearted. It, 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 it is it it's not meant in a derogatory way, is it? No, no, it's okay. not. It's yeah. supposed to be yeah. a part of this. Okay. Uh, these popular uh reinterpretations have become a commonplace in recent years and have proven to be popular souvenirs with tourists around the holiday season. Uh these are even serious there are even serious collectors who have taken uh, to searching out the latest uh Might I suggest instead of uh, doing a Preston and Steve bobblehead ever again Ooh. that we have Preston and Steve Caganer? Oh, I am or down with that. Kathy Caganer, at least. Oh yeah, <laughs> God Almighty! If there's an obvious Caganer on the show, Casey, it would be Kathy. <laughs> we could just put it in the frame of a one dollar plaza in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could replace where that the big clothespin used to be out in front of the city hall there. I'm going to go to uh, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. You're on with the historian. Good morning. Doing all, guys. You guys rock. Thanks, oh! Appreciate it. Okay, so you have you have a Kaganer, right? Yeah. So we just got back a few weeks ago from a trip to Barcelona, and these things were all over the place. They sold them like little tchotchkes in every store, and it wasn't just the little boys. They had uh, they had every Avenger, every Justice League member, every pop culture person, all with their pants down, just taking a poop. Oh my God! So you, we're, you, uh, to your point, uh, Kevin, we're looking at um, footage, and there there are huge souvenir stands with all sorts. As I'm seeing Spider Man and uh, the, the, there's, there's Obama politicians. Yeah, yeah. the whole they Darth Vader. Trump, they had Putin. They had anybody you can think of. <laughs> all right. So which one did you buy, Kevin? We just got the traditional one. I'm looking at it right now. It's a little boy. It looks like a like a gnome almost taking a poop. Okay. But, oh, they have <laughs> soccer stars and everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you got Vladimir pooping. What were you saying, Kevin? <laughs> my girlfriend's two-year-old nephew came over our house one day, played hide-and-go-seek. He hid in our pantry without any pants on, 
and he pooped in our pantry. Oh, my, oh my God. God. So, when we saw this, we had to buy it right away, and now we keep this in our pantry. And whenever he comes over our house, he says he wants to see the little boy pooping in the pantry. That's my funny. God. So I, I had no idea. This is – I have never heard of this. There's uh, there's Pope Francis taking yeah, it down. I saw that, yeah. That <laughs> Poop Francis. So, uh, Poop Francis. I guess everything is up for grabs. Uh, there's a uh, Batman taking a dump. I have uh, Roth who says that he can explain a little bit of this. Hey, Roth, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, in Spanish, um, well, in English you say cagnor, but in Spanish, cagar is a very crude way to say poop. Okay. Uh, okay. Cagar. It would be like uh, S H I T here, I guess, right? right? No. That's exactly what it would be. Cagar. Oh, I never knew that. Keep. That's good to know. I knew merde in French. Yes. And mierda. That's it. Cagar. Yeah, that's and you, 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 cagar. you roll the R? Cagar. Yes. You right. roll the R. All right. Cagar. Okay. R- nice. Appreciate that, Raf. No, no problem. Have a good day. You too, man. Thank you, Raf. Uh, however, the, the Kaganer has also come under scrutiny in recent years with certain authorities questioning whether the pooping figure was a suitable public display. In 2005, the local uh, council of Barcelona decided to omit the Kaganer from the city's public activity scene, judging that it encouraged bad behavior in a city which had struggled with problems of public urination and defecation in the past. It's just like San Francisco. Sounds like my kind of place. The, Where are we talking? Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona, yes. Barcelona. Yeah. but uh, the, <laughs> Spain's San Francisco. Yeah. But the decision proved unpopular, and many locales uh, complained about what Hunched they... Hunched down over in the manger, about, taking a dump in the hay. But what they saw as an attack on their cultural heritage. But and, it's not. And in 2006, the Kaganer was reinstated to his usual place among the wise men, the donkeys, and the angels. And it seems that despite his unverified origins and dubious behavior, the Kaganer is here to stay. It's kind of kitschy. It's basically, if I may, the Spanish elf on the shelf. Kind of like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. With kinda... a little bit more um, religious gravitas. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, so anyhow, that is story number one. I have another. Takes a poop. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, this one is not uh, Christmas related. But it's the historian a... feels it's incumbent upon him to distinguish what? this from the last story. This is really cool. This is something that I never knew. Nick had sent me the story of this woman. Her name is Mary Babnick Brown. And uh, she was born in November of 1907. <laughs> hmm. She died in 1991. And she was an American who became known for having donated her hair to the United States military during World War II. And I'll explain why her hair was so important to the war effort. She donated her hair. Yes. For military purposes. And you, you, you ne- in a million years, you would never guess. Can I guess? Sure. I'm going to guess, yeah. and I'm going to go out on a limb. Her hair was used in the manufacturing of tanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But in bombers. In bombers. So... The thirty pilots like to wear wigs. Thirty-four inches long. Her blonde hair had never been chemically treated or heated with curling irons, and therefore proved resilient enough to use as crosshairs in Norden bomb sites for bomber aircraft, which had to withstand a wide range of temperatures and humidity. So. Crosshairs. That's where it comes from. Site are actual human 
hairs. No. Okay, so this is blowing my mind. Right. The reason why I say it's blowing my mind, you you would I would have imagined that they could simply etch in. Yeah, the glass. Nope. Etch in whatever they were using to keep it, but so. They is there used, other reasons why they decided to go with actual human hair? I'll give you the rundown of this stuff and, and explain a little bit behind Fascinating. it. But the most important thing is that this woman, her hair was so perfect for this that it was used in the majority wow. of these of these Norden bomb sites, which are very, very precise. technical and precise yeah. pieces of equipment. That is correct. So... Brown declined declined compensation for her donation, believing what uh, she had done was her patriotic duty. She was told at the time only that her hair was needed for meteorological instruments and had no idea how it had been used until 1987. And President Ronald Reagan wrote to her that year on her 80th birthday to thank her. And in 1991, she received a special achievement award. Thank you for the use of your hair. You have done this country a great service. Please accept this Kaganar. <laughs> He's ahead of the time. What is this? It's a little poopy thing. In 1991, she received a special achievement award from the Colorado Aviation Historical Society during a ceremony at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. It's pretty amazing. Um, in 1944, I'll give you the details on this. Uh, she was uh, Brown was the first woman to have her hair used for military aircraft bomb sites. She saw an advertisement in a Pueblo newspaper in 1943 that said the government was looking for hair from women for the war effort, although no details were given as to how it would be used. The Why ad, you have hair? The ad said only that they wanted blonde hair mm. that was at least 22 inches long and which had not been treated with chemicals or hot irons. The women's hair collection for use as bombsite crosshairs was a clandestine operation, even though they found the hair through a newspaper advertisement. Uh, the Army Air Forces had tried several different materials for the crosshairs of the Norden bombsite, a carefully guarded, state-of-the-art instrument that aimed bombs at their target. The bombsite was used on the B-24 Liberator, the B-29 Super Fortress, and the B-17 Flying Fortress aircraft. All right, so... Do they explain at all why they could not etch this into... Well, they don't explain etching, but they do explain a couple of other things. So it was so secret that it was surrounded by uh, booby-trapped charges that the crew were ordered to detonate if it appeared that the bomb site might be seized by the enemy. So it was a piece of equipment that they did not want to let go. Right, out and when you're hands. saying bomb site, you're not saying a location, you're saying the site, the actual site that you look, as people might be confused. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. The, the actual, yeah. the, the thing that you look through, the eyepiece. According to Doug Adams, uh, Black Widow spider webbing had been tried for the crosshairs. But it could not withstand but the variations. crap was useless. Uh, but it, it could not withstand the variations in temperatures to which the bomb site would be exposed. In contrast, fine blonde human hair that had not been treated with chemicals or heat was found to be reliable in a wide range of climatic conditions, including at twenty thousand feet and below freezing. Yeah, so because a lot of times, and people don't know this, you ever see the movie The Memphis Bell or whatever? Uh, they they. It was freezing up there. They would plug into these little electrical sockets to warm their hands, uh, but there were, there were no there was no environmental yeah, situation. Yeah, there were open windows. The gutter windows yeah. were yeah, open. Yeah. yeah. So Brown's hair was thirty four inches uh, and had never been cut, chemically treated, or heated with irons. It was her most prized possession. She washed it with pure soap twice weekly and combed it twice a day. It stretched down to her knees when she combed it out. Wow. Uh, she normally wore it wrapped around her head in a braid. 
and as a result was known as the Lady with the Crown. That so, was her nickname. So the Pentagon must have, or the, the, they must have kept her, I mean, she, she was... She didn't know what this was oh, for. Oh, so they didn't know. No, no, she didn't know. She just thought it was for meteorological. Uh, uh, so, so, did, did, so they... She they, never questioned why every time she hailed a cab, uh, a, a tank showed up? No. But they, uh, they, she had enough hair. See, her hair was way down here. Right. Like and Crystal Gale. So it was, yeah, it was more than enough than they needed to right. make all these, these bomb sites. So it wasn't like they kept coming back to her to get more. Uh, the government purchasing agent at the Washington Institute of Technology told her that her hair would be used for meteorological instruments. She sent off samples, and they concluded that it would be appropriate for the crosshairs. Brown agreed in 1944 to have it cut. The government offered to pay her for in war-saving stamps, but she refused, seeing it as her duty to help the war effort. She ended up uh, feeling traumatized by the loss of it and cried for two months uh-huh. afterwards. As well as being used for bomb site crosshairs, Brown's hair was also used in scientific equipment to make precise measurements of humidity, paramount in the production of military aircraft and other war equipment. We cannot thank you enough for all of your efforts, especially for your pubic hair, which we used in our tanks. <laughs> what? Uh, Brown's and then hair. Then came the jet age. Uh, of course, we called upon you once again for your ass hair. Uh, <laughs> What a patriot. <laughs> your armpit hair. Your ear hair. Uh, Brown's your down there hair. <laughs> Brown's hair was the first woman's hair used as crosshairs in military aircraft bomb sites. I find this fascinating that that was, for whatever reason they did it, they did it for the obviously an effective reason, just that that was the best way mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to look up the, uh, uh, the bomb site information um and find out why they used to use her nipples to tune in tokyo (laughs) (laughs) you'd have to look out the norden norden bomb site uh for more information on that so i thought that that, uh, follows santa right i thought that no that's the uh (laughs) norad I, I thought that was a really interesting story. One that I've is never a fascinating yeah. story, historian. Well done. And I never knew the crosshairs were actually associated with human hair. Human hair. Yeah, yeah crosshairs, yeah. Preston, in the story you mentioned, um, the, B, the B-29 Super Fortress and the B-17 Flying Fortress. And I don't remember which one of those I saw, but I went to an air show two or three years ago, and one of those was flying around. It was like an active yeah, yeah. Uh, flying fortress. And, oh, my God, is that an impressive vehicle. It, it's like, and, and these were standard use, obviously, during World War II and probably mm-hmm. During the Korean War as well, it, they're just amazing, and they're also incredibly loud. Like they, the engines on those bad boys. So they were. It, you got to realize when they were in flight and they were up there, and and the flying fortresses. It was again. It was freezing. Yeah, they would have to plug it. They, they if you were to touch it in the metal, it would freeze. Your skin would freeze to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it all of this stuff was an issue, and any uh, extra weight was a liability. Because yes, they wanted as much bombing material as they could possibly have up yeah. there. If you Nick, ever get a chance, Memphis Bell is is a good yeah. representation of. Was uh, it a uh, was it a jet engine or did they have uh, no? It's prop, prop engines, okay. and it, yeah, it was either the flying fortress or the made super, out of pubic hair, <laughs> or the super <laughs> fortress. I don't remember which one. I was at uh, Pocono Raceway, and they had a flyby by a B fifty two. Uh, oh my God! Well, you talking about a monster, man? <laughs> yeah, it's, Unbelievable! It's cool. Yeah. Uh, so very cool. All right, do we have time for one more? We go back into the library as the historian slides his fingers across all sorts of books. <laughs> what topic shall he select next? Well, I have, I have a few different ones that uh, we could go to here. <laughs> go do this. Go. <laughs> well, let's see here. <laughs> Um, there was one that, hang on a second. Ooh. 
He's reaching back. turning around to grab a sheet of paper. Well, there was one that had to do what with... illuminating piece of information will be contained on this sheet? Well, I thought... Printed in our green room. I, I thought that since Tony was here, that one from San Francisco might be kind of fun. That would be most agreeable. But I don't know... Come on, man. If I can, if well, I can he's find from... It. I'm not getting younger. New York. I know he is, but he loves... He left his heart. I love San Francisco. He left his heart there. Effing hate New York. Um... Uh, yes, actually. Here. It's going to be tar- hard to, to top the crapping statue and the human hair. Well, if you want something... Not unless you have a, a vagina that serves right. as a subway. If you want to top that, then I'll go with a different story. In 1909, a door-to-door catnip salesman incited a riot in New York. What? Yes. New York City businessman G. Herman Gottlieb was uh, looking for a way to make a quick buck. He found it in a wooded section of northern Manhattan... Where wild catnip grew. Uh, do, do we know what this section is currently known as? Uh, no. Just All right. It says northern Manhattan. Uh, so after harvesting two baskets full of the plant, Gottlieb headed downtown to Harlem, intending to sell the product to residents with pampered felines. What Gottlieb didn't know was that the neighborhood was also home to plenty of feral cats uh, with a voracious appetite. As Gottlieb made his way around the neighborhood, a handful of stray cats seized upon some leaves that had fallen out of his basket. <laughs> and they began writhing and rolling around on the ground like cats yes, do. Yes, they, they love they, their catnip. get around catnip. Well, soon, uh, even more kitties joined in and jumped up at his baskets, rubbed themselves against his legs, mewing, purring, and saying complimentary things about him, according <laughs> to an article in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch in 1909. The cats were saying complimentary things? I think they were just using oh. some poetic <laughs> That's really good licensing. stuff. Where, where you come from? Yeah. <laughs> Northern Manhattan. Northern Manhattan, a wooded section? Uh, maybe. Yeah, hmm. in fact, it was. All right. At the time, this was in 1909, so there okay. may have been I, Yeah, so it was still early development. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gottlieb tried to frighten the cats away, but the persistent animals wouldn't budge. All of them, rich and poor, aristocrats from the sofa cushions near the front windows and thin plebeians from the... This is the article. Plebeians from the airways uh, struggled mightily to get into the two baskets of catnips. Uh, Soon, Gottlieb found himself surrounded by somewhere between 30 and 40 cats, each one of them clamoring for his goods. When he eventually spotted a policeman, Gottlieb thought that he had found an ally against the cats. Instead, Sergeant John F. Higgins promptly arrested Gottlieb for inciting a crowd. Of cats. Yes. Trailed by several cats, Higgins and Gottlieb made their way to a police station on East 104th Street. But when they arrived, authorities couldn't decide whether or not the salesman had actually broken any laws. Uh, Lieutenant Lasky said, we cannot hold this man. Uh, and he was the officer that received the arrest report. He said, the law says a man must not cause a crowd of people to collect. The law doesn't say anything about cats. Uh, but uh, H- sorry. But Higgins replied, the law doesn't say anything about people. It says a crowd. A crowd of cats is certainly a crowd. And amid this debate, a station cat named Pete began fighting with the invading felines and with the help of some policemen eventually drove the catnip-hungry kitties out of the building. I'm a police cat. Gottlieb was eventually released and even driven home in a patrol wagon, all while being chased by a few lingering cats still hot on the trail of his now regrettable merchandise. So he incited a riot, but not of people. Of it cats. Was cats. And did they eventually dis- discard this catnip I, that was I, obviously so enticing? I believe so. What did they, where did they where did they put it? Oh, I don't know. In it a dog pound. It, it doesn't indicate what exactly they did with it, but they did get rid of it because the uh, the cats were a bit of a problem. That's great. That must have been, yeah. as they say in the cat world, that must have been some good s. Yeah, I think so. It was uh, high quality. 
Um, so there you go. That was nice. an interesting uh, historian. From the historian. Yes. Leaving us with the warm story of kittens and kitties, mm-hmm. feral and domestic. Mm-hmm. He has taken us again on a journey of the mind, illuminating and elucidating us with information we can carry with us. Elucidating. <laughs> as we <laughs> go through our daily travails. You want one more? Sure. Is yeah. it about the penis? No, it is not about the and penis. we'll take it anyway. Um, uh, let's go. Do you want something kind of scary? Yeah! Okay, all right, all right. The Norwegian rocket incident. The Norwegian rocket incident. Yes. I finally remember the Norwegian rocket incident. I once met a girl. Actually, uh, it was... uh, That's Norwegian wood. (laughs) That's right. I got it. Thank you. I got it. No, it was known as the Black Brant Scare and actually occurred not too long ago, January 25th, 1995, when a team of Norwegian and American scientists launched a Black Brant uh, 7, or I'm sorry, 12, a Black Brant uh, 12 four-stage sounding rocket from the Andoya rocket range off the northwestern coast of Norway. The Andoya? Ro- yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> the rocket, which carried scientific equipment to study the Aurora Borealis over Svalbard, uh, flew on a high northbound trajectory, which included an air corridor that stretches from Minuteman 3 nuclear missile silos in North Dakota all the way to the Russian capital city of Moscow. Oh, boy. During its flight, the rocket eventually reached an altitude of 140, 1,453 kilometers, or about 950 feet, 903 miles, resembling a U.S. Navy submarine-launched Trident missile. I can see where this is going. As a result... Fearing a high-altitude nuclear attack that could blind Russian radar, Russian nuclear forces were put on high alert. How close did we get? And the Nuclear Weapons Command suitcase was brought to Russian President Boris Yeltsin. Bring suitcase! Who then had to decide whether to launch a retaliatory nuclear strike against the United States. Oh, my God. It's happened more times than you think, than than we know. We keep it secret. Yeah, now, there there, there have been... This is I, not my suitcase. This is bathroom kit. When when studying uh, for the historian segments, I've come across many uh, false alarms right. and scares that have taken place. So how did this finally come to be avoided? Well, this took place nearly four years after the end of the Cold War, the 1995 incident that's considered to be one of the most severe. Many Russians were still very suspicious of the United States and NATO at that time. To the radar operators, the rocket appeared similar to a Trident missile leading the Russian military to initially misinterpret the rocket's trajectory. One possibility was that the rocket had been a solitary missile with a radar-blocking electromagnetic pulse, an EMP. You've heard Mm -hmm. of those before. Payload launched from a Trident missile to try and blind the radars. In this scenario, gamma rays from a high-altitude nuclear detonation would create a very high-intensity electromagnetic pulse that would... Confused radars and so on and so forth. So, as a result of the alert, Russian submarine commanders were ordered to go into a state of combat readiness and prepare for nuclear retaliation. Jesus. Soon thereafter, Russian observers were able to determine that the rocket was headed away from Russian airspace and was not a threat. The rocket fell to Earth as planned near Spitsbergen. Spitsbergen. Yeah. 24 minutes after the launch. Attention, Russia. <laughs> I know you don't like us, and we don't like you much neither. But this was an accident. Now, I hate for you to think that we're trying to blow you up. But we were not. We just wanted to find out how you make a rainbow. So we hope you don't blow us up. 
<laughs> I love the general address. Attention, Russia. <laughs> that's how Rush. That's how Rocky would do it. Yeah, attention, Russia. <laughs> knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who's there? Attention, Russia. Yeah. You might think we was trying to blow you up. We were not. We were trying to find out what makes the rainbow. Because yeah. we know it's not Skittles. No. I get the impression he's just like hitting an intercom button in his house. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we install this? Rock? I got the money. Uh, Unbelievable! I bought it after Pulsar. Yeah, after Pulsar. <laughs> Rock, what's this button that says Russia? Attention, it's Russia. the intercom, intercom in his house. Attention, Russia. It's Rocky Balboa. You might think we were trying to blow you up. We were not. We wanted to find out how you build a rainbow. Why don't you know you're all safe? Go back to eat your borscht. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, so it landed near Spitsbergen uh, 24 minutes after the launch. <laughs> The Norwegian rocket incident was the first and thus far only known incident where any nuclear weapon state had its nuclear briefcase activated and prepared for launching an attack. Yeah, there's been a couple, been a couple of close calls. Yeah, um, yeah, you yeah. know, if you watch, uh, if you just want to sweat bullets, there's a uh, a movie called Failsafe, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is pretty powerful. It What's is. pretty powerful, but also extraordinarily hilarious. Doctor Strange Love. Right, right. And uh thirteen days. Thirteen days. Also takes yep. you up to the edge of uh of possible nuclear and um spies like us. Spies well, like of us, course. yeah. yeah. I mean... Or another one with Gregory Peck called On the Beach. It's a it's a um you know, it's after the fact. I was watching Spies Like Us a few weeks ago. Did you know, and he's not even credited in it, that BB King has a bit part in that movie? <laughs> Which part? Uh... He when when they show up to the to the drive in theater, yeah, and he goes, Gentlemen, I suggest you have a Pepsi. Oh, yeah. he's behind the counter, right? No, no, he's, he's they're outside, but they have to go into the concession stand. It's, yeah. And then they get the Pepsi, and it takes them down into the, the underground lair. Like at 100 miles an hour. But it's B.B. King. Who's the one who says that? Of all people who says that. Ah. Yeah. I had uh, I was I had to double take and rewind that's it. Funny. And I'm like, that's B.B. That's King, all right. There's actually a fair amount of, of serious actors that are in that. Did you find it, Nick? Is this him? Yeah, that, that's him. Okay. Yeah. And then... Um, it also has one of the greatest scenes, Nick, just to jump in. Uh, Vanessa Angel in the morning. Oh, yeah. Mm. You, remember that, you remember that scene, Preston, right? Oh, yes. Yes. That was the first we ever saw of Vanessa Angel. Yeah, when she comes out in uh, her, her underwears. And who is the... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of cameos... <laughs> Attention, Russia. No, I was just reminded of cameos in movies like that, uh, starring Dan Aykroyd, and it's uh, in Trading Places in Philadelphia. It's the blues singer. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley, yeah. thank you. It was on. It was on Sunday. It's I, for fifty bucks. Yeah, I watched it, and um, I, was, I was telling you, Preston, we had our conference call. I said it holds up, still great. That's a great movie. And to see Philadelphia, you know, depicted that way yeah. was fantastic. Okay, so uh, that's it. That's all I have uh, in the historian files. Wraps it up. Mm-hmm. We shall return to the libraries of the WMMR studios soon. But until then, adieu. Adieu. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will come back in a moment. Let me give away some Christmas miracle passes. Yes. Whoa. All right, so uh, we're going to start with caller number 20. We'll do caller 20, 21, and 22 at 215 263 WMMR. You will be able to join us. 
for the Christmas Miracle broadcast. It's in two days. Whoa! And we're at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Let's have you be a part of that party. You have to be free the whole morning. 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, it is the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Marissa has an appearance tonight. It's the last pre-party. She will be at Blue Cross River Rink, 8 till 10. Stop by. You might win passes to the Christmas Miracle that way. At- this 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Off on the Slopes with Pierre Jackson is January 4th. Tickets are available now at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Free shipping both ways, making return and exchanges easy. Visit him online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, gang, this holiday season, your special someone is going to unwrap and unwind if you get him a gift card from Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. And there's a special offer. You can save $10 on spa gift cards at regular pricing. Or you can buy a holiday spa package and you get a free massage or facial gift card with that. Go to handandstone.com today for all the information. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR Blitz Creek Box. It is Preston and Steve. It is 914, a Tuesday morning. Windy. We saw our trees, which obviously have no leaves on them at all, whipping all around. So you know the wind is strong when you see leafless trees whipping around. Blowing down the boardwalk. That's right. Sunny today. High of about 39. Sunshine tomorrow, 45. And then some rain coming into the area by the time we get to Friday. But warmer temperatures, 61 degrees. You know what I saw? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure this is the case, but I believe Tuesday evening, uh, some snow possibly. Oh, really? Like light snow showers. Tonight? Uh, no, next Tuesday. Oh, next Christmas Tuesday. Eve. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Or, that could be yeah, cool. or, uh, Monday into Tuesday. I've seen a couple of flurries this year. Just brief. Very, very short. Yeah. But, uh, and then there was that light dusting we had. Oh, Remember that one? Oh, that was it. The, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. We were going to play Name That Song in 8 Bits, but the first few ones that we have are all Christmas related. I, I like that. That's all Marissa's doing. Marissa did this. I think I have one, two, three, four, five. I think I got like six of them Ooh. that are all Christmas related. And then if we run through all of those, we can do some other ones. So 215-263-WMMR. It's the old video game uh, music. Uh, but it, we've taken songs that they've used that technology with to make uh, uh, some tunes for you. And these are songs that you would know. And if you can identify them simply by the 8-bit version, uh, you can win a prize. So 215-263-WMLR. You know, as these retro decks become uh, more and more popular, and like the older, the uh, the little self-contained game units that are the, you know, like the first Sega and all that stuff, uh, people are more and more familiar with this 8-bit audio. And it's yeah. very cool. Yep, absolutely. So uh, give us a call right now. Uh, Case, what did you want to... Oh, we have your... uh, This uh, intro song. Yeah, go ahead. Name that song in 8-bit 
Hits. That's my intro song. It's excellent. Uh, but nobody's answered the phone yet, so we can't pl- start playing the game yet. Uh, <laughs> that's our that's our little practical joke, Till our little get, holiday practical joke. Do we get contestants on the line at uh, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, Case, what will be included prize-wise in here? All right, so we have a lot of things. Uh, we will uh, dabble some uh, uh, dribble, whatever. Drizzle. Drizzle, that's what I'm looking for. Globs of dra- dabbled. Globs of cops. Uh, we're going to put some Christmas miracle passes in there. Oh. Not everyone gets that. Uh, we also have um, tickets to see Dane Cook at the Met in March. Uh, we have cases of Yards Variety Pack. And then we also have these um, awesome uh, Bernie's gift cards. So we got $50 gift cards to Bernie's Restaurant and Bar as well. All right. So. I like it. I like All right. it. All right, let's um, okay. <laughs> get some callers on the line and give some stuff away. So we are going to go to Mike first. Hello there, Mike. What's going on, Presbo? Yeah, buddy. Presbo. <laughs> I love that, by the way. That's great. Uh, Mike, we are going to play you a song that is in 8-bit form. If you can identify it, you'll get a prize. And keep in mind, this is the Christmas edition. So these may be Christmas carols or songs from movies and things like that. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Mike, any idea what song that is? That's the uh, mean one from Mr. Grinch. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a gift to you. Absolutely correct. And Casey's got a prize for you. All right, so for you, Moike, we have a $50 gift card to Bernie's Restaurant and Bar. Congratulations. Thank you. Eat it, Brian. All right. Eat it, Brian. Brian. All right. I love it. It's a holiday wish. All right, we will go next to (laughs) Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hey, how are you? Good, Kelly. So we're uh, we're at one hundred percent right now. You ready to try this out? Yeah, sure. I'm ready to go. Here comes your song. So do I. All right, Kelly, any idea what that is? Yes, it's I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Damn right it is. That's such a great song. Did Michael Jackson... Wasn't his the most famous version of it? Michael yes, Jackson? As, a, as a kid, he yes, sang. Yes, I did, I did, I did see her kissing Santa Claus. I did. God damn it, I did. <laughs> Why won't you believe me? I remember. Yeah, yeah. maybe that was the source of um, all the, the trauma that, that caused mm-hmm. him to spiral downhill. No, but they're Jehovah's Witnesses, so they wouldn't be celebrating that way. You're yeah. right. All right, what do we got for Kelly? All right, for you, Kelly, we have a Yards Variety Pack. The holidays are time to get together with family and friends, and this year, bring cheer, bring beer, bring Yards Variety Pack. Find Yards at the Lodge Bar at River Rink Winterfest at Penn's Landing. Very good. All right, we'll get another caller on the line. We'll do the name that... Oh, I keep forgetting to play this. Yeah. Holiday activity, 
No, not that. <laughs> What's going on here? I meant this. Kathy, stop. That song in eight well, since it's the you know Christmas version, it could be considered a holiday activity. She injects her activities into everything. I have Toby. Hi, Toby. Hey. <laughs> right. Very good uh, done by the pituation. Hey. All right, Toby, we've got one for you. You ready? Yep. All right, let's cue this up, and here we go. You ought to know what that is by now. <laughs> Any idea? Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Hang on and let's see what we got for you, Casey. Toby, we have a pair of tickets to Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle live broadcast inside the Excite Center at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. It's going to be this Thursday, December 20th, and winners, I hope you're at least 21, because you have to be at least 21 to attend, and only seat winners will actually be eligible to compete for prizes. All the details are at WMMR.com. By the way, going back to, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Nick pulled up some information, and it was written by British songwriter Tommy Connor. Okay. But the song has been recorded by many artists, the most famous version being attributed to the Jackson 5. That's right. Yeah. That would be it. Do me a favor, Nick. Pull up the pull up the lyrics to Feliz Navidad, because all I know is Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. That's what I want to know. It's a prosperous I New know Year Prospero, in a... but Prospero what? Uh, like a prosperous New Year. No, in I know. A... In Spanish. Say it again. That you just what you just in said. In Spanish. Uh, yeah, Prospero Año y Felicidad. Prospero año. Yeah, like a, a prosperous year. No, and, I don't need oh. to, I don't want to know. Yeah, he wants e, to be able to e, say e, it. Sorry, Prospero right. e. año y felicidad. Año e felicidad. Yes. Okay. E you, you guys felicidad. work better together when you're correcting loosely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Preston. We had an argument off air, and it was me misunderstanding Casey, and that was just Casey misunderstanding <laughs> you. So. You know, it's all good. Pound it out. <laughs> no, she was a dancer. That's a great song. Uh, it is a great song. Jose so. Feliciano was the most notable version of that, yes? Yes. In fact, he's the only one that I personally know of. It's Michael Jackson, too. Or at least the first to do it. Prospero, Año y Felicidad. Okay. I'll have to try to remember that. I'll have to commit that to memory. You know what's amazing when putting together a contest like this is that uh, finding this audio is not incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yeah, you know, let's do an epic contest and... Um, is there a version of Feliz Navidad? Yes, there is. Yeah. Sure enough. I mean, could you imagine to YouTube. trying to do this before the internet? Yeah, no. Yeah. T- ten years ago? Yep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, so we're going to get another contestant on the line. It is uh, Name That Song in 8-Bits. Name That Song in 8-Bits. Uh, the holiday edition, the Christmas edition, and I will go next to Greg and see if he wants to play. Hey, Greg, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, jabronis? All right. <laughs> we are jabronis. Cool word. Yeah. All right, Greg, you ready? Yep. Here is your song. Everybody knows it, but... 
All right, let's go. Uh, Greg, these are gimmies, man. What yep. song is that? Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Of course it is. Yeah. They did a special for this thing, an animated yeah. special. You ever see that piece of crap? I didn't watch it. No, I didn't, I didn't care. I did not care. Uh, what do we have for Greg? Uh, we do have a $50 gift card to Bernie's Restaurant and Bar. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, you think about it. That song is about a hit and run with Santa Claus at the wheel, right? And then he's also, the, a couple of songs ago, he is a um, a philanderer, right? Wait a well, minute. Which for the kid is a lose-lose situation, right? You go wait, tell, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Can you back up? Yeah. I thought it was literally about a reindeer running over Grandma. It, yeah. was, it was Santa's sleigh that ran over. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so did he stop and, and give his information? Did he even know, though? Oh, he yeah, may not have even have known. It doesn't matter. Going, I mean, you remember, we know he's going at a supersonic speed. You're probably right. But and you know how slow that old bitch was? For well, the, she's drunk, apparently, Casey. She'd been drinking too much eggnog. She was also yeah. selling lutes to some of the neighborhood kids. Lutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an older song. Lutes <laughs> were still dating, around. Oh, yeah. Yes, you're yeah. dating yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it was written by Randy Brooks, originally performed by the husband and wife duo of Elmo and Patsy. Aw. Uh, in 1979. I still remember reading back. about their murder-suicide. I didn't know it went back that far. Wow. We had one song. See what Elmo and Patsy uh, had uh, besides an... Uh, an like, opioid addiction. Well, we all know that. <laughs> we know how it ended. Uh, go under singles there. It's, uh, yeah. Where am I doing this? Up, oh, up here we go. Yeah. singles. Oh, they got uh, there too, Preston. Yeah, Dr. Elmo's <laughs> Twisted Christmas. Oh, yeah, Grandma Got Run Over by, by a Reindeer, and then Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, <laughs> the re-recording. They also wrote Jeremy for Pearl Jam. Oh, really? Okay. Did I she... Was not aware of that. She dies, right? The grandmother dies, right? She is not only that, but uh, her body is chopped up and sold for uh, dog meat. Wait, in the song? You got to figure, because as for me and Grandpa, we believe, like, Grandma's not there to say, oh, yeah, no, no, Santa's real. He hit me with his reindeer. I don't know if she's she died. Dead. Do, they ever, do, well, they, do they ever clarify the that she's dead? music video in which Elmo plays both Grandma and Grandpa while Patsy plays... Cousin Mel, Grandma survives the attack okay. and makes a triumphant return through the chimney. However, she can't have kids. <laughs> well, she was a grandmother I know. at that time. I just, so. but she, that, I'm just stating a fact. Okay. All yeah, right, yeah she's gone through menopause. Not she, as a result of She can't play the piano her. either, but she couldn't before the accident. Yeah, she had a hysterectomy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're moving on uh, to James next. Hi, James. Good morning. Good morning. All right, James, you ready to play? All right, by the way, we're playing Name That Song in (laughs) 8-Bits. And here is your song. We're going to have to let this one establish. James, what's the name of that song? I'm so glad you let it play out. Uh, Last Christmas. Yes, by Wham, of course. That is absolutely correct. Last Christmas. And Case, what do we have for him? For you, James, we have a pair of tickets to see Dane Cook on Saturday, March 30th at the Met. Tickets are on sale this Friday. Uh, That was last Friday at 10 a.m. So they're on sale right now is what I'm trying to say at Ticketmaster.com. 
There you go. Nick has the video playing right now. What a cheese ball. <laughs> Do yourself a video. favor. Over the holidays, oh. sit down and watch this classic. Yes. And uh, you will appreciate Wham! Oh. all over again. Oh, my God. That is just. Uh, that you is... know, Deadpool, big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That that song has a, uh, a dear heart in my place. Uh, my daughter, a couple of years ago, was taking guitar lessons and singing lessons, and she performed that live. Oh. Coffee house in uh, in Phoenixville. Aww. Yeah, it was really really precious. Uh, so good selection. Marissa's grabbing some uh, some home runs here. What's that? Did you still have that? Can we play it or no? She wouldn't want me to. But okay. it was really sweet. Okay, let's do case. I think we just have one more. Mm, yes, sir. What are you laughing at, Nick? The just video. George Michael is uh, is so jealous of uh, another heterosexual man in the video. He's jealous of her. Yeah, oh, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Ridgeway. Yes. Okay, yeah, it's you should watch the video. Okay, uh, we have one more Christmas song, and then we'll see if we have time to do other ones. I don't know. We haven't made up our minds yet. Let me go to Jay. Hi, Jay. It's Neam Wilson. Neam Wilson? Neam Wilson. Did I say that? Yeah. And I knew that. And I knew that. I it. All right, Jay, here's the last Christmas Name one for that you. that song in did that do it by itself? No, I did it because okay. you forgot. All right, here Oh, my we... God, the board is haunted. <laughs> here we go, Jay. <laughs> this is going to take a second to... a stickler about the title of this. I got to make sure you get it correct. So, Jay, what's the title of that song? It's uh, Where the Streets Have No Name. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Where the Streets Have by No Name. Leeson, uh, yes. By, by Neam Leeson. Oh, sorry, Jay. We got to let you go, man. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Neam Leeson. Let me go to Eileen. Hey, Eileen. Oh, I really want to win miracles. Pick it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a time to be a stickler. What a time to be a stickler. Yeah. What a time to be a stickler. Okay. I know. Do you, do you know the song? I know the song. Do you know the name of it? Uh, I believe it's Merry Christmas, but I think I'll skip this one this year. That is incorrect. Oh, oh man. Yeah. You know the song, but I got to get the title I'll of the song. I'm sorry, Eileen. I, yes, I know. Aww. I don't think it's mentioned in the song Come at all. I know. They're being such Grinches. I'm sorry. Yeah. Everybody Don't apologize on my no. account. <laughs> I Kathy commiserates because she does whippets, too. Sorry, I commiserate because I, like... I don't know the name of any song. I just know the lyrics. Let me go to Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Rob. Do you need to hear any more of that, or do you know it? I do know that song. You don't know the name of it, though, do you? No. Yeah, I do. What oh. is it? It is It is Christmas rapping. He's right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Christmas rapping. That is correct. And, uh, Case, what are we going to give Rob? I mean, 
to add insult to injury, uh, the next prize up was a pair of tickets to see Preston to see Christmas Miracle broadcast uh, live at the Excite Center Parks Casino in Ben Salem. It's Thursday. Yeah. This Thursday, December 20th. You have to be 21 to attend. Only seat winners are eligible to compete for prizes. All right, so that's for Rob? That's for... Yeah, Rob. He just won. I thought it was for Tom. No, no, it's for Rob. Rob. Who won a beer. Oh. Well, you can have beer then. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Either one. We'll let him, we'll let him choose. Well, just in case he wanted beer, can I do the proper read for yeah, the beer? Please. please. Yeah, hey, one of yards variety pack. The holidays are time to get together with uh, family and friends this year. Bring cheer. Bring beer. Bring a yards variety pack. Find yards at Brewers Outlet in Chadsford. Nice. Excellent. Well, you know what? We should just wrap it up right there because yeah. that was all the we Christmas We should Christmas stuff wrap it up. Yep, I agree. <laughs> hey! Thank yep. you, Marissa. We have some others. Yeah, thank you, Marissa Woo! Magnata. Uh, for putting that together in all its glory. Name that song in eight bits. Uh, but we'll play it again sometime soon because Yosha had a whole bunch of other ones ready to go, but we'll use as their non-Christmas uh, song. So uh, let's take a quick break. Come back in a moment or two. Still got some great Bizarre File stories to set you up with. And you never know, we might do some more Christmas Miracle giveaways. I'll check on our setup and how many we have left. And we're getting ready for that broadcast on Thursday. We'll be back in a sec. Day off on the slopes at Jack Frost Mountain is Friday, January 4th. Celebrate winter with the best lift ticket deal out there, along with the Pierre Robert live broadcast and a legendary happy hour with Jackson, live from the E2000 Lounge. MMR VIPs, listen up. The price is still way cheap, but it's a little different this year. The sooner you buy your lift tickets, the less you pay. Now through December 17th, lift tickets are just 10 bucks while supplies last. WMMR.com has the details. MMR's day off on the slopes. Sip, ski, and be merry. Friday, January January 4th at Jack Frost Mountain from JFBB, where the snow comes first, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Duck the halls, <laughs> and you know, you know why we call it duck the halls because we used to. Casey used to always play that duck sound effect when Pierre would laugh. It's very similar with his uh, ha, ha, yeah, his very distinctive laugh, and uh, therefore it became duck the halls instead of deck the halls. I think that Jake added that. Jake Matera was neither one who did that. I think I'm gonna have to double check who did I that. Think so yeah, but I still love that one. And I grabbed I grabbed salad for later on. You got a salad? I got a salad. They have salads out there. Are there any nuts on them? But they have no. <laughs> you can put yours. <laughs> no, they have steak though. So it's uh, oh. looks it looks like it steak. might be fillet or something like that. It looks really really so, good. So I'm gonna have that for lunch. You are you're being very very good and disciplined with your uh, eating right now. I don't know if that's in preparation for the gluttonous season that's upon us. No, I'm gonna try and be good through the holiday. Okay. I, dude, I've been gluttonous for for nine months. Okay. And it's it's time to be a big boy now because so I'm cutting back and I'm and I'm losing a few pounds already, so I feel good about it. And by the time we get back from our winter break, I want to be a lean, mean fighting machine. All right, so because I of did, course. I found the recipe for the camp coffee buns. I was talking about them last week. Yeah, and 
You can and, still make them, and then and then you can you could sample and but just, sure. just you, you balance bit. it out. Well, yes. You can bring some in. Well, I, I made some over the weekend, just kind of testing it out. And can't I'm, you tell we've been <laughs> noshing on them all morning? I wanted to make sure I got it right before I brought them oh, in. All right, okay. so, I forgive you that. But I didn't want to bring it in if you weren't going to be able to try it. I'll try a little bit. What are we dead? <laughs> It'll be good. No, no, I want it, but I wanted it for everybody. Okay. All right, I hear you. No, yeah. It's all good. I mean, I would do the same thing, Steve, if you were um an aquarium. Getting <laughs> lean and mean. No, yeah, I, but I always am. So so what I do is is I like uh, you know, you you balance it out. Yeah. Everything in moderation. And what's and, moderation? <laughs> it was moderation. <laughs> yeah. A box of cookies. Okay. All right. Yeah. I tell you what, man. Uh, you know the the the, uh, the Mediterranean diet, which I'm now. I just I just love the food and, and love all the the, the various uh, things associated with it. Yeah, it's a wonderful, hard, healthy diet, and uh, you you know you can stay on that and stay in shape. All yeah. right, I just try not to overindulge. That's it. Smaller portions, smaller cookies. Yep, smaller cookies. If <laughs> smaller you will. Smaller. All right, <laughs> we're gonna do the bizarre foul. Here we go. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies, hosting family and friends this holiday season. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie, it's Primo. After an accidental trip via courier service, a 17-hour drive and a 2,400-kilometer round trip a cat came back home. Oh. A Nova Scotia family was reunited with their pet on Saturday night after the animal had crawled into a box bound for Alberta, Canada more than a week ago. Wow. Employees discovered the cat in Montreal. They called the local SPCA, which tracked down its owners. Jacqueline Lake had been searching for her family's one-year-old tabby for four days when she got the call. She and her family thought the cat might have escaped while the kids were leaving for school. They put up flyers. They went around the neighborhood knocking on doors, looking under sheds. Lake guessed that the cat named Baloo had crawled into a package containing a tire rim in the hour before she shipped it off. She thought that it was strange that one of the packages weighed about 10 pounds more than the others, but That's dismissed wild. it as a possible problem with the rims. She said he never made a sound. Lake said that uh, she is eternally grateful for the SPCA and the network of volunteers with the organization called Freedom Drivers who relayed Baloo back home. That's amazing. So I didn't have money uh, to travel to Montreal to get my cat back, but we got him. Uh, Baloo, for his part, appeared to be healthy. He ran straight to the family's other cat and then to his food dish. Uh, <laughs> she said, I think he was a little stressed out. He's a really big baby, and I can tell from being in with the rims, he needs his own little shower. He's got a week's worth of eating to do. <laughs> Our old boss, Jim, had accidentally, their their cat, Homer, yeah. had crawled into the moving van when they were moving from St. Louis to here, and they thought the cat was gone. Yeah. He got here, opened it up, boom, came that crawling crazy. out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Could, it the hell did you do to me? It definitely happens. Mutant breeds of sharks. Have been found hiding out inside a deadly underwater volcano. Okay, honestly, kid, do not. Do they have lasers on their backs? Shocked, yeah. marine experts <laughs> discovered hammerheads and rays lurking in the acidic depths of the South Pacific. Experts from Nino, Nino, uh, National Geographic <laughs> led the expedition to Kavachi, an active volcano off the coast of New Guinea. 
The spout last erupted in 2014, so the dive team were not expecting to find any signs of life in its murky waters. However, when they sent a robot sub down to explore the volcano's landscape, they were quickly proved wrong. Ocean engineer Brennan Phillips said, when it's erupting, there's no way anything could live in there. And that's what makes discovering these animals down inside the volcano so perplexing. They live in a place where they could die at any moment, so how do they survive? And it's not just the heat and the acidity that should make conditions uninhabitable inside of the un, uh, of uh, what has become known as the uh, Sharkano. Sharkano. Oh, great. Uh, it's very turbid, he said, so the water's very cloudy. None of these things are good for fish. Scientists believe these sharks must have mutated to survive in the hot and acidic environment. So you have mutant volcanic sharks now. And we can talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A few students can name a professor willing to go the extra mile to ensure that their students finish their studies. Fewer still can say that their teacher hired an elite team of mercenaries to save you so you can finish your Ph.D. That's amazing. This is a wild What happened story. here? A chemistry professor from Sweden did exactly that to rescue a student and his family from ISIS in Iraq. Uh, Charlotte Turner, a professor at Lund University took the unprecedented action after she received a text message in 2014 from her student named Faraz Juma, saying that it was unlikely he would be able to finish his research due to threats from the terror group. She said what was happening was completely unacceptable. She told the University Magazine four years later, I got so angry that the Islamic State was pushing itself into our world, exposing my doctoral student and his family to this after disrupting the research. Juma told the professor to assume that he would not be able to finish his thesis if he did not return within a week because he was stuck in an Iraqi town being surrounded and shelled by Islamic State militants. Uh, he said, I just wanted to tell my supervisor what was happening. I had no idea that a professor would be able to do anything for us. I Jum- need you to go in and uh, extract him and then kill them with extreme prejudice. <laughs> if you could uh, blow their heads off so they can be identified by an international court. Uh, Juma and his family were particularly in danger because they were a part of the Yazidi Entho-religious group. Uh, that was a group uh, that was subject to brutal treatment by ISIS who often tortured and murdered the men and sold the women into sex slavery. This is amazing. He voluntarily entered in the war zone after his wife in the area told him that ISIS had taken over a nearby village uh, uh, m- massacring the men and enslaving the women. Now, the threat and the danger prompted a prof- the professor to take matters into her own hands and she contacted the university's then security chief, a guy named Per Gustafsson. And she said it was almost as if he had been waiting for this kind of mission. Per Gustafsson. student. I possess a certain set of skills that makes me great for getting students out of ISIS territory. Per Gustafsson said that uh, we had a transport and security deal which stretched over the whole world. Following a few days of preparations, Gustafsson hired a private security company. Wow. Which then moved into the war zone in two land cruisers with four heavily armed mercenaries and one goal rescued Juma and his family. This is a friggin' movie waiting to be made. Yeah, after finding him in hiding, they uh, sped to an airport in Iraqi Kurdistan, safely escaping the mortal danger. And he successfully completed his Ph.D. and wow. works at a pharmaceutical company in Malmo now. Isn't that wild? Yeah. But then a teacher sent <laughs> a group of highly trained killers to retain. Starring Kathy Romano, super teacher from Touchstone Pictures. I am Kathy, and I'm going to hire an elite team to extricate you from ISIS-held areas. The mercenaries. You got them. All right, and then we'll do uh, one more story, and then we will wrap it up. A 552-carat yellow diamond was recently unearthed in Canada, the largest ever found in North America. 
Uh, mining company Dominion Diamond Mines said in a press release that diamond was discovered in October at the uh, Diavik Diamond Mine in Canada's Northwest Territories. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. The astonishing gemstone <laughs> measures 33.74 millimeters by 54.56 <laughs> millimeters. Wow. It was uncovered in the initial screening process at Diavik's uh, recovery plant. Uh, they said abrasion markings on the stone's surface attest to the difficult journey it underwent in during recovery, and the fact that it remains intact is remarkable. What are we talking value-wise? They haven't put a number on it yet. Uh, Dominion Diamond Mines added the diamond will not be sold in its rough form, and it's too early to determine the value. The company will select a partner to cut and polish the stone. According to the company, uh, this find exceeds a previous record held by the uh, Diavik uh, Foxfire, which was a 187.7 carat diamond. This one was 552 carats. So Canada's it, rocking some. Um, it eclipsed it. Yeah, major diamond. I had. I didn't know that uh, diamonds were prevalent in Canada. Yeah, people like buying them from there because they're not blood diamonds. Right. And, and uh, I also think that they're not under the purview of De Beers. They they are their own independent company. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. We got to take a break. Uh, and as we do so, let's give away the last uh, Bernie's gift card. How about that? $50 gift card to Bernie's Restaurant and Bar, 215-263-WMMR. Let's take caller number nine, and you get it. So give us a call right now. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, Hi. I'm Alexa. Amazon's voice-activated personal assistant, Alexa, will take you right to MMR's brand-new skill. It's the easiest way to open the station live stream and our audio on demand. Simply say, Alexa, open MMR. What biopic starring Bobcat Goldthwait should I show my dad next? I think he's going to love it. 215-263-WMMR. It's not really a biopic. It was a joke that was made earlier this morning, so don't go and, uh, you know, give us a, a Bohemian Rhapsody or anything like that. All right, what biopic starring Bobcat Goldthwait should I show my dad next? 215-263-WMMR. As mentioned earlier this morning... We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Longwood Longwood Gardens. Visit a Longwood Christmas now through January 6th. I think that was one of your... uh holiday activities, wasn't it? You know, it was last year, but I yeah. did go this year. Again, it's it's just so beautiful. All right, so it's now through January 6th. Timed tickets are required at longwoodgardens.org. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, former teen mom OG and softcore porn star Farrah Abraham going ahead with what is being called breast enhancement scar camouflage. Abraham says the procedure is similar to the same method she uses to hide any sign of talent. Oh. <laughs> 59-year-old uh, Bobby Christina Engelhart says she has no regrets for an eight-year-long affair she had with Woody Allen that began when she was just 16 years old and he was 44. Engelhardt says she saved thousands of dollars on Pepto-Bismol over the years because now there's nothing she can eat that will make her puke. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Octomom Nadia Sulman claiming her 14 kids are well aware of her questionable past, which includes a brief run in adult films and a stint in rehab. Suleiman says her family therapist has praised her candor, saying that it will one day help him buy a yacht. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. I will see if we can get an answer to this question. What uh, biopic starring Bobcat Goldthwait should I show my dad next? 215-263-WMMR. I'll go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Wee, guess what I get to do? <laughs> yes. All right, Mike. Wee, guess what I get to do? What is the movie, please? <laughs> Uh, One Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer. That's absolutely correct. Historical movie. Mike, 
Hang up. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a $50 United Tire and Service gift card. Do you drive United? Uh, through December 31st, you can see the pros at your neighborhood United Tire and Service and get up to $200 in rebates on select sets for four Goodyear tires. And you can see unitedtire.com for details. Let us get into the music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, this morning's brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, or Dunkin'. Dunkin'. New handcrafted espresso drinks from Dunkin' are amazing. Sipping is believing. Get any medium latte or cappuccino for $2 from 2 to 6 p.m. America runs on Dunkin'. Dissipation may vary. Limited time offer. The Tours, of course, fronted by Jack White, will share two brand new songs tomorrow, uh, titled Sunday Driver and Now That You're Gone. That was uh, actually my favorite iteration out yeah, of Jack my, White stuff. Yeah, because I uh, and I saw him in Atlantic City. A few, I remember Marissa was at that show, I believe. Yeah, it was a great show. The news was revealed in a tweet from White's label, Third Man Records, which also announced back in October that the Rock on Tours will issue their first album in more than a decade in 2019. The last full Rock on Tours LP was 2008's Consolers of the Lonely. They've only made two, by the way. Uh, Broken Boy uh, was the other one. And so they got new stuff, and that will be coming out tomorrow. Uh, the Guns N' Roses Not In This Lifetime Reunion Tour is believed to be the second highest grossing tour of all time. Wow. Having generated an estimated $562 million since it began two and a half years ago. <laughs> Nothing Pol- will get a band back together like that. Yeah, Polestar reports that the Trek raked in more than $82 million during 2018 alone over the course of 24 shows. At least four other tours have topped $500 million in sales. U2's 360 Trek earned 735 mil. The Stones' A Bigger Bang Cycle topped 558. Ed Sheeran's Divide Road Trip has grossed 555 million. Nicole Plays A Head Full of Dreams took fourth. Uh, took, I'm sorry, took in 523 million with 45 headlining. Stadium date still on his calendar in 2019. Ed Sheeran may end up. With the highest grossing tour of all time. And he also has much lower overhead. Uh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. I'm not really sure what kind of production he takes on board. Uh, let's see. Word has slipped out and a bit of footage as to how Bruce Springsteen celebrated on Friday night after the 236th performance of a Tony Award winning production, Springsteen on Broadway. Page6.com. Posted among those attending the final night of the run was Sting and his wife Trudy Styler, Oprah Winfrey, and Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone founder Jan Wenner. He, he uh, Instagram lived it, the whole performance. No way, Bruce did. Yeah, and uh, so you could watch it on his Instagram channel, and I thought that was kind of cool because wow, yeah, obviously tickets are pretty comfort cool. for everyone who paid six hundred dollars for tickets. <laughs> right, and it's streaming for free or on Netflix for nine dollars a month. Uh, after, uh, suckers. Uh, after the curtain call, the boss and wife Patty Schiaffa crossed the street from the Walter Kerr Theater to join assorted crew members at the Great White Way Watering Hole Hurley's Pub, where Bruce hopped on the bar, made a toast, and uh, sipped a shot. Afterwards, the spring scenes were joined by Sting and Styler, along with Oprah and CBS's Gail King, longtime Springsteen manager John Landau, and his lawyer attorney, lawyer attorney... Yes, he's a he's so good. He's both a lawyer and an attorney. I gotta say something. This guy is so smart. He's a lawyer and an attorney. Is that like a police cop? It's like yeah. a police cop or a doctor surgeon. 
great to be here with all you just working people. By the way, security, if any of the working people come near me, break their arms. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I love you, but there's a limit. Yeah. <laughs> he loves the working man. I'm just a regular working man like yeah. you, going yep. up in Jersey. He loves the idea. I love working. Theoretically. <laughs> It is attractive to me on a very basic level. It ends the second I step outside. <laughs> yeah. Or you, see any of you. You appreciate it, the fact yeah. that they have to scrape and save just right. to buy his music. In so. the confines of an isolated recording studio, love it. <laughs> In practical world situations, not so much. <laughs> so anyhow, his lawyer attorney, Alan Grubman, <laughs> among Grubman, others. Grubman, the Grubber. Uh, among others, uh, we're there for a private bash at uh, the club room. I love to think of Lowell Hotel. That's a classic Springsteen gathering. Yeah. Gail King. Yeah. Oprah. Yeah. Oprah. Sting. Hey, I'm hanging out with Oprah. Yeah. Gail King. Over there is Maury Povich. Yep. Pierre and Steve Wilkos. My lawyer attorney. My lawyer attorney. Yep. Judge Judy, Judge Hatchet. <laughs> and the guy who sells Oxy Five. Woo, doggy. Woo, doggy. That's, uh, that's not Oxy Five. No, that's, that's uh, uh, Flex Seal. Flex, Flex, Flex Seal. I want to tell you about this incredible product. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> I'm going to screen and then hollow out the bottom of the canoe. But uh, I don't go on about it. Just have a good time. <sighs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so, the Gin Blossoms yeah, are right. kicking off a 27-date club and theater tour later this month in support of a recently released sixth album called Mixed Reality. As it stands now, the band's winter tour will kick off uh, the 28th of this month in Santa Clarita, California. They will be playing at Parks Casino on February 9th. Is that right? I'm assuming they're playing the Excite Center, which is where we're doing the Christmas Miracle. Yes, and of course, the Blossoms have always been... Best known for their string of hits between 93 and 96. Hey, Jealousy, found out about you till I hear from you. Um, what about you? Allison, Who are you? Allison Road, Follow You Down. Some great songs. I, I always liked that band. What what would what, what uh, caused their... Um... They split in 1997 before deciding to reunite in 2006 with the release of their comeback album, Major Lodge Victory. I know a couple of them became uh, attorney lawyers. Oh, yeah. did they really? Well, yeah. they tried that, that venture for a little while. <laughs> of course, it's a lot of money. It's double they're, the salary. They're yeah. attorney and a lawyer, yeah. for Christ's sake. <laughs> And happy birthday to Keith Richards. Wow. 75 years old today. And as we were saying earlier this morning, nobody expected him to make it past 30. I saw uh, footage of him. Uh, it was this morning, I guess it was yesterday. But he actually has to hold his hands on each side of his ribs and push together to blow out the cake. <laughs> <laughs> he has often uh, infamously topped numerous Mike like most likely to die lists over the years. Ha! Uh, laughs on us. Uh, today also marks the 35th anniversary for Richards and his wife Patty Hansen, who married in ni- he married in 1983 on the guitar's 40th birthday, with Mick <clears throat> Jagger serving as his best man. So, I'm your best man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not too long ago, Keith spoke to Australia's Triple M Radio and touched upon his favorite Stones tunes to play live, saying, I always love to play Jumpin' Jack Flash. I still haven't nailed him, and every time I say, tonight I'm going to kill that mother, he is always the beautiful challenge to play. You know, it's one of my favorite songs that he's written is Salt of the Earth. Okay. It's just a great song. He also said, Tumbling Dice is another one that I just love to play. It is just a sweet thing to play, and if you're ever... If you're never short of just finding different ways of doing it, also, 
And uh, he said, as long as the song lives uh, for me, I love them all. Street Fighting Man is an incredible thing to play. He said, Beast of Burden. He said, when it comes down to it, I love them all. Beast of Burden is my favorite. It's just sexy. It's a great song. Yeah. This, this has such a great message. To the hardworking people. Hardworking people like Bruce. Uh, like me. With. Yeah. To the lonely and waiting on a friend. Who wrote waiting on a friend? Was it Mick or was it both of them? Don't really know. A lot of it was, a lot of the material was both of them, but I yeah. love waiting on a friend. Uh, by the way, Rolling Stones, June 4th in Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field. I wonder if there might be somewhere to win tickets to a mm-hmm. show like that sometime this week. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Have to wait and find it out. makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead, play it. Yeah. No. Okay. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Woo-hoo. All right, and that's what I have for you. That is music news. Today is Tattoos Day. And we are welcoming into our studio, into the microphone, everybody, this is Roland. How's it going? Good, Roland. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. It's been a lot of fun. Excellent. And we also want to thank uh, our buddy Troy for being here and doing the uh, tattooing from uh, Philadelphia Eddie's, of course, and we'll... Talk to Troy in just a second, but Roland actually had us sign his leg, and uh, Troy etched over our tattoo, or I mean our signatures, and now permanently they are a part of Roland. It's kind of a thing for Roland and uh, your lady. Uh, Is that your fiance? Uh, it's my girlfriend. Your okay. girlfriend, okay. Yes. I, saw, I saw a ring, so I wasn't we sure if, uh, but I, I'm not going to push it. Uh, <laughs> That's on, somebody Let's else. close that deal. <laughs> but she, uh, she's got a lot of signatures uh, uh, tattooed on her. Yes, uh, we both do. She has a couple more than I do. Uh, You're I mostly the gin blossoms. Mostly the gin blossoms. Um, Keith Richards. Big, right. Yes, that's the, that's the, yeah, that's that's the creme de la creme. That no, who, who do you have? Uh, I have uh, Pete and Sam from Chevelle. Oh, okay. Uh, all of Taking Back Sunday. Uh, two members of Mayday Parade. And... The Preston and Steve show. And the Preston yeah. and Steve show. Yes, nice. how could I forget? We, it and Bruce Valanche. We are honored to uh, to be added to the collective. And what else? What uh, The tattoo, can you describe it real quick? Yeah, so I wanted to get an Eagles-inspired tattoo. Uh, so it's basically, it looks like Swoop, a little more menacing. He's kind of flexing a muscle. He's number 93. Yep. Uh, PNS in the sleeve, so it looks like he's got his own Preston and Steve tattoo. I love, I love that. Yep. And... Uh, well, you got the right guy doing it. Troy did a... It's fantastic. It yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, he's he's an amazing artist. Uh, so you're a diehard Eagles fan, then? Oh, huh? yeah. Nice, man. Uh, where are you from, by the way? Uh, I grew up in uh, Washington's Crossing, but now I live in uh, Burlington, New Jersey. Okay. And what do you do? I work for uh, Hilti North America. Okay. Oh. Anybody you want to say hello to while you're here? Uh, yeah, my mom and dad. Not that they'll listen, but uh, <laughs> I'll play the podcast later. Cause, All right, cool. So, and uh, my aunt... And uh, my fian- my girlfriend's family. Nice. And that's about it. And uh, well, thank you for being such a diehard fan. We appreciate that and uh, and putting us permanently on your body. That's yeah. really cool. Going on about eighteen years of nice. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you. Hey, I want to ask Troy real quick. Uh, I was just looking at pictures of you ziplining in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thailand was great. Yeah. When, when, uh, when did you for a two and a half week vacation? Uh, nice. Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Was this your honeymoon? Um, no, did that in Hawaii last okay. year. We just, uh, you know, once a year trip, try to do something, uh, interesting. Exotic. Yeah. yeah why East Asia? Why'd you choose that? Um, a friend of ours set up the trip and, uh, we went to Machu Picchu in Peru with him two years ago. So yeah, it was, it was great. I guess it, it really, would be Southeast really Asia, interesting. It's actually Northeast America. Present. Oh, is that what yeah. that is? <laughs> they, How they was Machu Picchu? One. That's pretty Machu amazing. Machu Picchu was cool. Yeah. Was cool. My wife has been, Claire's been and, and loved it. Yeah, it says it's gorgeous. Definitely like a adventurous vacation. Yeah. Thailand was 
was really cool. Got to pet tigers, feed elephants. Uh, was anybody else with you, or did you just wander up and pet them? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was it was great. I mean, there's a you know just it's a whole different culture. Yeah. yeah, I saw a video of him really petting cool. the tiger. Uh, you and your wife were there, and. They they kept feeding the tiger like duck as he right. was petting him, you know, like Living all right, let's, let's yeah, right. <laughs> but let's just make sure this thing's fed so yeah. that he doesn't attack uh, you know the people. Were you nervous? Him. Feed the duck faster, so yeah. Yeah. feed him duck faster, so it doesn't eat me. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Nervous at all? You know, when you first walk into uh, you know the first tiger cage and you get to pet like I don't know ten different tigers, like give all different sizes, white yeah. ones, baby ones, full size ones. Uh, you know, and the first time you go in there, you're just like, oh, my God, this thing's like, you know, and it yawns and its its teeth are like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you could easily fit both of our heads inside of it. You right. Know, you're just like, oh, Did you God. try that? <laughs> I have a friend that lives there and uh, I kind of watch his posts, you know, on social media over the years and how they get. Like, he's just gotten a little more daring as he's been there. I guess it's just their culture. It's just how they live. Yeah, it's it's I mean. You know, everyone rides scooters everywhere. It's just, it's just, there's no, you know, there's no traffic laws. There's no, you know, it's just, it's really interesting. It's supposed uh, to be very it was, cool. It was wow. a great experience. Yeah. That's cool oh, cool. Adventure, and man. taking two and a half weeks is a good a chunk of time. So, yeah. <laughs> well, nice to see you, Troy. Thank you. Uh, have a good holiday and everything. And, Roland, wonderful to meet you. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Tat right. Tuesday, yeah. dear friends. All right. And with that, we will take ourselves another break, our last break. When we return, we'll get you closer to getting that Word of the Week prize, which we will give away on Friday. And Pierre will supply that letter for us. We'll be back in just a moment with it. Stay with it. Here comes the MMRB. Tuesday from 8 to 10, Marissa Magnata rocks the Blue Cross River Rink, 101 South, Christopher Columbus Boulevard. Win passes to Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle and enjoy Miller Lite specials. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. It was fun to uh, to play uh, Name That Song in 8 Bits. I enjoyed that. It's been a while. We've never done a holiday edition, a Christmas carol version, or not just Christmas carols, but also uh, songs from uh, TV shows and movies and things like that. It was cool, man. You know what? Uh, quick question. Casey, you feeling more in the mood now? Uh, you know what? Yes, I am. All right. I'm, I'm really... Not for stuff. Oh, I thought you meant to talk about... Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it's been 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. You feel, you feel better than you Yeah, I feel a little bit better about Christmas. that. Christmas. Christmas food. Yeah, Casey yeah, yeah. was talking about how he had not been caught up in the spirit of the holiday yet, and now you feel that you are? Well, I'm getting there. I, you know, a okay. couple of different activities over the weekend. Uh, yes, I guess you could call them. Holiday activities. Over the weekend got me uh, a little bit uh, more in the mood. I, you know, baked some cookies and stuff like that with the kids. Nice. Uh, nice. Some Christmas presents. We're getting there, man. All right. Oh, the other thing is, uh, did I tell you how I missed Santa Claus in my neighborhood? Yes. I caught him in another neighborhood uh, later on in the week. On, oh, that's great. On Friday night. Okay. Um, put so, down a spike strip? <laughs> no, but I was leaving my son's <laughs> basketball game on, on uh, Sunday night in uh, at, at his school. And as I was leaving the parking lot, Santa Claus was there in the fire engine. I pulled the car over, got out, yelled to Santa. I don't have any money. I don't have any money. <laughs> um, but I, I did. So the, the firemen were there handing out candy oh, canes. Oh, that's awesome. And I said, hey, listen, I can't go home without candy canes for my daughter. So he said, uh, I'll, I'll give you the candy canes, but you got to give a shout out to the Broomall Fire Department. So I did that right now. Shout out, shout out, Broomall Fire Department. That's very cool that they did that. Yes. Good guys. You. 
So my girlfriend grew up in the Poconos and did not know about the tradition of uh, Santa coming around uh, on a fire truck. truck. Yeah. And last week, uh, Santa made an appearance in our neighborhood, and the fire truck and a whole bunch of cops showed up, and she <laughs> went outside, and she thought, like, somebody's house was on fire, because it was uh-huh. just one motorcycle cop after another. She said, what the hell it's is like going mayhem. on? It's yeah. mayhem, and there's a lot of <laughs> sirens and a lot of lights. And I was like, oh, no, no, Santa's coming. She's like... What what the hell is this? And I was like, you've never heard of this? It was completely foreign to her. It's a big tradition. It's yeah. pretty much on the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. It was on a Saturday. Okay, so I'm assuming no. maybe... What? Ours, ours is always during the week. Was it? Okay. Uh, in Broomall it was. And then where I grew up in Rutledge, it was always on Christmas Eve. Okay. Ours has always been in the morning. So that's why I know it's usually during, a, oh. uh, during, uh, during the weekend, which is uh, cool for the fire companies to, uh, you know... Give up a little bit of a weekend here. I'm sorry, Pierre. Do you want to jump in? I think the head the headphones are working here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headphones are down. Yes. Oh, we have problems. You want to borrow mine? Sorry. So I'm valiantly trying to get the headphones going. Yeah, the the guest headphones are not working properly. It's all good. Um, Yeah, Christmas Eve is my neighborhood. That's your neighborhood. All right, man. Oh, they they come around Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Fire department. I love that. Those guys are 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 great. And anybody who's got to work like over the holidays, you know. And, you know, the neighbors gather in various spots in the neighborhood, and there'll be a sign out in the morning. Santa will be here at, you know, 6 o'clock in this corner at 645, Aww. and neighbors gather, and they bring cookies for dogs, and Santa gets off the fire truck smelling slightly of um, spirits. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, again, the spirit of Christmas. Christmas. Spirit. <laughs> the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> and it has a hearty ho-ho-ho and a request for some Led Zeppelin for me, and um, it's all good. Awesome. Cool. Nice. Uh, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Very happy to see you, kids. We are. Uh, we should do the letter of the day. Robin took care of the first one yesterday. Yes. And we're ready for the second one, so let's do this thing now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. N as in naughty or nice. I like that. So we will give away a custom Aquaman Xbox One X console from WB Pictures, DC, and Microsoft. There were only 25 of these made, so they're very, very exclusive. Uh, be sure to see Aquaman. It is in theaters uh, this Friday. So we will give away that prize on that exact same day. So everything good in your world, Pierre? Yeah, I went up to see uh, the Bruce show the night before the f- closing night. Oh, there, you did? Yeah, there was nobody famous in the audience. <laughs> so um, There was no Sting. There was no Trudy. There was no Oprah. Oprah. I guess everybody figured they'd wait one day and go yeah. to the final. Well, they knew I was coming. They didn't want yeah, to yeah. go on the night I was <laughs> coming. Gonna but it really it was quite amazing. Had you uh, seen it before? I had not. Oh, okay. And uh, I, then it did it. Uh, was it on Netflix already? It, it will be. Okay. So, uh, but it streamed live. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very cool stuff. Amazing show. Amazing show. So we'll get to a double shot of Bruce with both of his Christmas songs in today. Uh, it is Double Shot Tuesday. And, of course, it is St. Keith's birthday. So that must be celebrated with all the honor, dignity, pageantry, and respect that you might imagine. Let me ask you something. Because I know you know this, uh, you know, you're, you're passionate about the Stones. And, and the, obviously we, we are, but you more so. Uh, you know, of, of the two, who's more responsible of between Keith and Mick? Who's more responsible? Not to give, you know, credit, but who has more percentage of sway over the Rolling Stones sound? Well, see, when you said responsible first, I was going to go with Mick because he, yeah. you know, he orchestrates everything. He had them rehearse for seven weeks for the first five shows, 
and there wasn't even a full tour scheduled. Seven weeks for five yeah. shows. So in terms of responsible, he's that way. In terms of the sound, I really do think it's a collaboration. Okay. I think they each bring, you know, and uh, oftentimes bands, um, that's why sometimes when a singer or a member of a band goes off on their own, it's not as good because that collective, there's something about that collective. Right. Damaged and frazzled as it may be that brings something larger than the individual. Steve, you'd asked about waiting on a friend, so I looked it up, and it, it's uh, Jagger Richards, and then you can actually look up uh, songs by Jagger Richards, and it's just as extensive, if not more so, than Lennon-McCartney. Okay. It's just one after another after another, and you wouldn't have the song without both of those both guys. Both of them, yep, yep. You know. The video, by the way, for Waiting on a Friend. I love it. It's amazing. great. I love it. Yeah. It's one of my favorites, and it's one of the, the you know, the lesser, to, I guess, for a lot of... Stones fans. It's one of my favorites yeah. of theirs. It's just Mick on a yeah. steps of a brownstone waiting as yeah. Keith continually walks through the streets of New York, um, reminding me of me. Just, oh, look at that little <laughs> fancy, nice light. Oh, all right. I'll get there. I'll get there. Eventually. I'll be honest. I don't know where I am. <laughs> but I mean, he's such, he is such a pirate. I mean, and Johnny, having interviewed him a couple of times, that raspy voice, there is just nothing like it. Um, so it's, it's so cool because he, when he walked in the room the first time, uh, he he just goes, <laughs> and this guy had come, you know, and Mick, we had interviewed Mick first, and a very formal, very nice, uh, um, but very responsible, if you will. And then the door flies open, and it's a Sunday afternoon. There's no show. This is a promotional tour. He's got eye makeup on. He's got... Uh, beads in his hair. His shirt is almost down to his waist. He's got scarves. He's got endless beads and necklaces and jewelry. And a guy had come in about 20 minutes before with this giant glass of orange liquid. And I said to the assistant, what's that? And he goes, vodka, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Keith walks in and he says hi to everybody in this swaggering pirate way. And he sees the drink and he goes, Oh, nuclear waste. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Apparently, it's vodka and sunkissed we were reading. Yeah, yeah that's right. His, that's his choice. Right. Yeah. But just, uh, it's, it's the stuff of stuff. So we'll do a gigantic block of uh, the Rolling Stones featuring St. Keith and some Christmas stuff and some Clash stuff and Double Shot Tuesday stuff. And it'll be a fun day. It shall. Thank you, Pierre. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the President's Chief Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme, the official supermarket of the President's Chief Show and French Creek Outfitters. With everything you need for the great outdoors, FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? Uh, tomorrow on the program, we're going to get a call from uh, Scotty Hartnell. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk to him. What's going on with uh, Scott, by the they way? They have Scott uh, Hartnell night. It's not official retirement night, but they're doing, I mean, he's leaving the league. He left the league, and so they're going to honor him on Thursday night's game uh, because he played for both the Flyers and the Predators. And we can talk to him about the Flyers' new head coach, their new goalie, and uh, everything that's going on with the team because it's been a tumultuous few weeks. And we like Scott. He's, uh, he's an old friend of the yeah, show. He's a good dude. Uh, Fox Good Day going on with them tomorrow, and we'll do more invites for the uh, Christmas Miracle. In fact, we'll do the rest of our invites. Wow. Shoot our load. Christmas Miracle tomorrow because we're getting ready for that on Thursday. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. All I wish for Christmas is for my supervisor to bathe before he comes to work. I don't know what that smell is. I cannot 
take it any more. Next message. Oh, sweet mystery of life at last I found thee. I'm going to the Christmas miracle. Next message. Hey, I know it's days before Christmas and all, but why does it seem every time I go to the post office full of people who seemingly never step foot in a post office before? You don't show up with your all loose and unpacked. They don't write out your labels. They mail your That's it. Get ready, people. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.